sucks. My name's Leal. Hi, I'm Jack. I like Star Trek. I don't. Also, I haven't seen the Tiger program. <laughs> we have a guest. Hi, guys. I'm Shelby. Say hello. Introduce your face. Hi. So I'm Shelby, and we've watched the Tiger program. Yeah, but it, no, hang on. How do you feel about Star Trek? I'm yeah, indifferent. That's the first. Okay. That's. That's you most of that's our guests, actually. actually. Where, yeah, that's where 100% of our guests have landed so far. Yeah. And also, guys, this is live on Facebook. It's official. Yep. Yeah, it's I mean, it's not now. It's Facebook. not at the time you're listening to it. No, not if you're. But it will. But I mean, if they're listening to us on Facebook, it's live right now. Yeah, but they already know that. <laughs> well, but if they. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Okay closing my Facebook window so that my computer doesn't crash while running this much shit. Uh, all right. So here's the, here's the twist. <laughs> Everybody else has seen the fucking tiger program. I'm the last, uh, I'm the Jack last has, one. I'm the only the one. Last one. Um, I feel like I've consumed about half of it through memes because yeah, there's, a, I have to say last night there was an earthquake in Boise, Idaho, where we all live. And within less than 30 minutes I, after I said I saw it in less than 10 because you there was a it. fucking <laughs> there was an Idaho earthquake tiger king meme on my Facebook feed. Yeah. And we were all also trying to FaceTime while it happened. The three of us. Yeah. We were trying to figure out how to set up for this show, which I still think yeah. might have caused the earthquake. It's possible because I'm this is bad going at to be things. This, uh, this content is going to be so amazing that <laughs> uh, it will cause the earth to shake uh, again, which hopefully not. But if if that's it, if that's what happens, that's what happens. You know, if that's sorry, what it takes listeners. to make this, then that's what it takes. Um, if this we if it happens again, hot content. We need to go somewhere bigger with our powers. Do something just bigger. to focus yeah. them better. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so today we are gathered here so that I can, instead of just watching the Tiger program, which would be a much simpler solution, um, I don't have time for that because I have podcasts to record. So obviously the solution is record a podcast where someone explains the Tiger program to me. So that's what we are uh, gathered here to do today. So I it's kind of it like away. it's kind of like that time, Jack, you'll understand this in a minute, when Joe Exotic and his two husbands had one marriage ceremony. Yeah, it probably okay, I was like going to save I was going to save the gay polygamy for like 15 minutes into this thing. Um, so, There's no time, you know, spoilers, man. Spoilers. Hey, if, if, you, okay, gay, if you I haven't watched the Tiger program. And you're watching this, either listen to this or go watch it. What else are you going to do? Record well, podcasts. I... Yeah. Anyway. So. Um, yeah, take it away, guys. All right. Um, Shelby, why don't you introduce the concept of the program? Because I can't figure out how to hit play on my PowerPoint. All right, well, <clears throat> to begin, I made a flow chart. Um, mm -hmm. It's only half color coordinated, so I'm assuming when I finish the whole thing, we'll post it so that anyone watching can have a reference. So, 
Our story begins in Winniewood, Oklahoma. This is South Central Oklahoma. Um, I lived in Oklahoma for, Oklahoma for six years, so I get to say that it is a garbage state. And I never went to the Greater Winniewood Exotic Animal Park, but our protagonist, if you can call him that, is a man named Joe Schreibvogel, a.k.a. Joe Maldonado Passage, a.k.a. Joe Exotic. So real quick, um, he's definitely the protagonist because protagonist doesn't mean good guy. It just means the central character of the narrative arc. So Nailed it. Little, yeah. I'm applying a literary theory mm. to the Tiger program because that's where we're at now in 2020. This man opened an exotic animal park. Um, I'm not sure of the timeline. A lot of things are muddled. But this exotic animal park has tigers, lions, ligers, bears, camels, chimps, alligators that belong to Michael He's Jackson. Got monkeys in there at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically... He's got a staff, and how he would get his staff is that they would be transients that would basically be sleeping outside the Greyhound bus station, and he would pick them up and say, you want a job? And that's how he staffed his park. That's how he staffed his park? Okay. This all seems normal so far. I don't know why we had a documentary about it. Yeah. Um, All right. So I'm going to show you guys my screen here. Cool. Um, and I'm just going to have to click through it, and I'm not going to be able to... There he is. <laughs> oh, what a, what a man. Hang on. Oh, oh God, that, that picture was supposed to be a surprise. It was. This is going so well. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, can the Facebook viewers see my screen, too? I think so. It still says live There's, on Facebook. The whole stream's going to Facebook. good content Leo. you guys it's really good content Leo. all right fuck it i'm just gonna have to click through it one by one there's just not gonna Got be it. any surprises fuck it okay <laughs> the tiger king yes this is happening okay yeah all i'm right. familiar with the name and our protagonist yeah joe exotic which we joseph allen Schreibogel exotic maldonado passage you and i have talked about joe exotic before like before Probably. this documentary I mean, came out yeah, I mean, he made the news like when he because uh, and and the filming of this documentary covers that when he was running for president and then for right. uh, governor of Oklahoma. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we we he made the national news. Guys, I also, I, I I can't see why he made the news. He seems regular to me. So this far, this but, this but documentary like, took five years. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> this this picture in particular really. It really speaks to who Joe is and who he wants us to know that he is. A man um, that knows where at least one tree is, does not know where his shirt mm-hmm. is. Or um, pants. Mm-hmm. Has some 
bitchin' tattoos. Um, mm-hmm. The underwear that he's wearing here speak, uh, it goes contrary to a detail that he gives us about himself later on, but I'm, I'm getting ahead of I, myself. I know what this you're talking about. show also features a man named Mahamayavi Bhagavan. Sure. Uh, Bhagavan grew up as a cowboy, uh, and he also worked as a magician. And then eventually he ended up on an ashram. Would you like to know the name of the can, ashram? Can I, I can I first go out on a limb and say he wasn't uh, born with the name Mahayami Bhagavan? Don't get ahead of me. Sorry. I mean, it seems just blatantly obvious, but fine. Okay, where was the ashram or whatever you asked me? The ashram was called Yoga Town. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking can't even. I fucking can't even with this show, man. Oh, my God. Can we we pause and... Leo, is this the point when we were arguing about whether we were going to do seven episodes or one? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, because that's like four minutes into the first episode, and I'm just oh, scribbling just furiously. But by the time the like by the time we know who all these people are, you kind I, I kind of ran out of steam for taking notes and everything. But God, those that first like the first half of the first episode, I was like, this is gonna take years. This is gonna take. <laughs> we're gonna have to dissect every We're're goddamn minute of every goddamn podcast every, every, where we record every day <laughs> to get through this. I genuinely don't think. I don't think I've had more joy in my life than the first half of the first episode of this show. Yoga yeah. Town um, is maybe the funniest thing I've heard in like a year. Buckle up. <laughs> so Mahamayavi Bhagavan is indeed not that man's given name. Uh, he doesn't really like given names. Uh, his would Oh, before I tell you what his real name is. Uh, would you like to know what uh, Mahama, Ma, Mahama, Mahamayavi Bhagavan uh, means? I would love nothing more than to know that. It means great lord in Hindi. That sucks, man. Okay, wait. It can really I, sucks. That sucks I think a lot. We, I think we need to ask <laughs> Jack another question about this man. What do you think is his highest degree of secondary education? And in oh, what field? Education? Yeah. I don't what 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 degrees does he hold, and in what fields of degreery? He probably has like a PhD in some something bullshit from some bullshit place, or some, okay. like something Fucking like that. Dead on. Yeah, yeah that, PhD? that's my guess. Yeah, mystical like, science. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like it's somewhere where you yeah. you send in cereal box toppers for a PhD. Yeah. Now, it is it is not at all uh, clarified in the show whether that is an actual thing that he got from somewhere or whether he just said he has that. Sure, I. They're just uh, somebody else said. Uh, somebody asks somebody else. The director asks somebody else where uh, what what is what he's a doctor of, and she says mystical sciences. Sure. In my further. Uh, research on oh, this. Oh God, you looked into this. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. You've been doing backstory on these fuckers. Yeah. Uh, he went to China and I'm not sure Uh where in China and basically got a degree in Chinese herbal medicine and mystical sciences. 
So okay. technically, right. so he talked to somebody's grandpa for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. had tea somewhere and was a doctor yeah. of this. He has a degree that is written in Chinese that he cannot read. Yep. But he says it says he's a doctor. Side note. Nailed it. Um, did you know, like, a lot of that, like, Chinese medicine stuff um, comes from, like, the Maoist Cultural Revolution um, after it was clear that he, that, like, the Chinese Communist Party wasn't going to be able to build hospitals and and oh. train doctors as fast as they, they said they were going to be able to. They were like... Oh yeah, you actually have this tradition of of medicine. Just use that, and it's basically all just Maoist bullshit. Um, very little of it. Very little of it is actually like traditional at all. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and I had I had heard something about how there's been more like this uh, artificially generated kind of push um, away from or push to back towards like a time that never really existed and like some sort of, which it makes sense. I mean, it's yeah. just made up, you know, it's, it's this idealized thing and mostly for, uh, for Westerners. Yeah. But, it, but it actually started as a push towards a time that never existed for the Chinese people because they had been hey. all disrupted and by the Maoist revolution. Right. And, and then it was like, Oh, we can't actually take care of these fucking people. Uh, shit. Okay. Anyway. Do you want to know what this fucker's real name is or not? Yeah, sorry. I <laughs> I don't have much to contribute. I know <laughs> His name's Kevin. <laughs> of course his name's Kevin. So from here on out, we'll be referring to him as Doc Antle. Well he uh I'm calling him I am calling him Kevin. Fuck Doc Antle. He looked much better in the previous picture. He looks like shit. Yes. Yeah, that's obviously that's that's older. I mean that yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah. is this is probably is, so this guy and this guy had a, a really poorly. substantial career. Okay. Um so here's here here's the thing uh, and the the kind of dynamic between Joe and Kevin is that uh Kevin is running that they're both kind of con artists, kind of weirdos, but Kevin is running the upscale version of what they're both doing. Okay. So you go into his park and it's super nice, like everything's really clean, the 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 like manicured, there's right. it's got this kind of you know, savanna estate kind of uh feel right. to the it. The tigers it's never in kill anybody mostly. South Carolina. Right. The tigers don't I kill anybody. South Carolina, yeah. Um and then uh, and, and he came into it from so after being a cowboy, he was uh, and a magician. And then he got into fucking yoga town and then animals. Uh, <laughs> and I can't hang on. I got fucking yoga town. Um, <laughs> so he but, but uh, he eventually like ends up as an animal wrangler for movies. He, he's worked on like 200 movies or something. So he had a fairly legit career. Ace Ventura. This thing. Uh, yeah, he worked on Ace Ventura. Okay. Um, and so if it hadn't been for the other crazy motherfuckers that really drive the story, this guy could have lived a sweet life under the radar like nobody would have known. Right. Um, I want to I wanna show you guys a, uh, a quote from Doc Antle. I'm going to read this to you. Do you I have, really think it sums up. Do you have anything about, about bubbles him? in here? Uh, no, I don't think Kay. so. I'll touch on that in a second. Okay. This is Doc. And this is one of the first things that he says in the first scene that we see of him. I am popular. 
I am so well known as a big cat guy around the world that these people who are against people having relationships with animals, period, want to destroy me because I am out there in the forefront so known of being this guy that is in love with big cats and has them love him back. That's like a Trump quote. Like, just, no one, no one, is, folks, no one loves animals more than me. Folks, I'm the biggest cat guy. I love big cats. They're big. This guy is a very. Yeah. Like Donald Trump. His like and he chooses his words so carefully, so yeah. much of the time. Yeah. But this quote is just the most batshit fucking thing. You think he's fucking the cats? Um, no. I that <laughs> really sounds like he has fucked a it cat. It sounds like he's fucking the cat. Or at least he's thought about it. It sounds think, like he's done something I think sexual he has with fucked the cat. A cat. But now he doesn't need to with his plethora of um child well, Wait, wait, wait. Do, 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 hang on, hang on. We're not we're not there yet because we haven't even finished introducing the main characters. Okay, cuz we've got those two. Okay. And then here she We've is. We got our nemesis. Carol Stairs Jones Murdoch Lewis Basket. Stairs? That is her maiden name or her her birth name. I couldn't find where Jones comes from, so I assume it's like uh her mother remarried when she was a kid. So, or no, Stairs her, her middle her, name. Her maiden name is Stairs. She's her from the Stairs family of fucking Oklahoma. Or yes. What? Florida. Her father's last or, name. Of course Florida. Her father's last name is Stairs. You'd think that they'd be doing better with all the residual money that came from inventing Stairs. Yeah, I have to pe- send a penny off to the Stairs family every time I walk in and out of my house. Yeah, and you just have like a yeah. few steps. Imagine how much fucking money I have to spend living in a second yeah. floor. Yeah, you got to go all the way upstairs in the house. Yeah. Um. And if you can take a look at her, uh, her, her shirt that she's wearing there, Jack. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at it. It is the most perfect garment that could possibly exist for this woman. I think the flower crown. A, I do. I feel like I know her from that shirt. Like you really sincerely do. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it, the flower print and tiger print at the same time. She loves animal print. She goes on at length about how she thinks that uh, if you're in animal print when you're talking to people about animals, then they'll remember you as the animal lady. I don't think that's why they're going to remember her. I mean, they will remember you because of the animal print, but not in the direction that she's thinking. <laughs> not the way you think. Yeah. Oh. Uh, um, so, oh, and then, um, of course, uh, Carol would not be complete without her husband, yep. Howard the Cock. I literally, on my original flow chart, wrote Howard the Bitch, and then I yeah, erased Howard it. The cuck is, but Howard the Cock is nailed funny it. because of Howard the Duck. Yeah. Also, I'm third husband. Yeah. Sure, but. She's had more relationships. Yeah. Let's just take then, a minute and appreciate Wheel's wordplay. No, I like it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So let's talk about, I want to go to uh, Zanesville. Do you want to do Do you have anything you want to do before that, Shelby? Uh, The only thing I was going to mention is the first image you get of Doc Antle, a.k.a. Kevin, 
is him riding in on an elephant that he apparently oh, has dude. had since he was a teenager named Bubbles. And as somebody who really loves animals, I hate when people ride elephants. So it bothers me so much how this guy like is such a proponent of animal he, welfare. And yet he rides a fucking shit. elephant. He loves being on that elephant. He does. So fucking much. And don't, that elephant's back is his favorite fucking place in the yeah. world. Do oh. not let me forget when we get into the where are you now, where, where they now segment. Mm-hmm. I've got some Instagram goodies to share with the world. Oh God. Yeah, of God. bubbles. Um, yeah. And actually I'm curious about, uh, I'm, I'm curious about what's going on with uh, Kevin. Cause I know his place got raided. I know. I haven't been able uh, to find anything, nothing. Oh really? Yeah. I haven't been okay, able to well, have like, or find any, yeah. well, here's we might what have to happened. Do a follow up at some point. So. Yeah. Okay. Zanesville, though. Um, this shit is crazy. Yeah. All right. So Zanesville. So the interesting thing about Carol is that when she's first introduced, she's actually uh, pretty you're, – you're kind of on her side because she's the uh, conservationist. She, the big breeding is really the big distinguishing factor between these two. Uh, so Carol thinks she's the savior because uh, she doesn't breed the animals. Um, she just, you know, t- gives them a place to, to live out the rest of their lives in comfort. Uh, and she thinks that, you know, breeding them and selling them is wrong, which the, everybody's wrong in this story. Spoilers. Sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, but she, apparently so she's been trying to get legislation passed and some has and some hasn't. And I don't remember the, all the details, but um, this uh, there there are were at the time of that they started filming this basically no federal regulations on big cat handling that just seems not like a problem that's insane yeah yeah that right? seems like like a the problem yeah uh but the flip side is you can from 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 the time that you meet both of them you can very much tell that both joe and uh and kevin love their animals very much they're like they're 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 very good with them and that could be just editing or whatever but you know it it, it's definitely seems like they have genuine affection for their animals and they're not like overtly exploiting them um unlike somebody who we'll meet later but at the beginning of this show um you do like as as somebody who does love animals and everything blah 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 um you do really genuinely appreciate that there are there is a connection between these people and their animals and there's no denying that you know yeah right and i guess that's the one takeaway until the rest of the show continues right i mean yeah it sounds like it's probably a weird dumb connection that probably shouldn't exist but it is a connection yeah 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 um so another uh great highlight of kind of the difference between the way that kevin and joe run their places and uh and treat their animals and everything kevin makes a big point about the fact that uh he spends ten thousand dollars a year per tiger uh just in food right yeah, so do like, I. You know, I spend ten thousand like, dollars right. a year on food for every tiger that I own. That's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So do I. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, Joe pays three thousand dollars a year per tiger, and he gets most of the meat from Walmart from the throwaway bucket. <laughs> I feel like living in South Carolina probably costs a lot more too than living in Oklahoma. So. 
maybe. Uh, still. I, yeah. I mean, anyway, uh, so the the beginning of the, the feud um, between these guys comes with... Oh, wait. Okay, so the, the, the show doesn't do a very good job of explaining with the actual timeline of things. So I'm not sure if uh, Zanesville happened before or after they already had like a feud going. So their feud goes back to basically Carol's got her cause and she's trying to stop, you know, exploitation of animals. And Joe is uh, doing these like road shows in schools and malls. And he's like using, uh, using cats for, yeah. Because he had a middle school kid teach him like how to be a magician. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus, yeah. Christ, he was there's literally so much going on here. <laughs> he was doing a show uh, at a school that he when he didn't have any magic and he was just showing people cats and talking about not doing drugs, which is really ironic. And then this, yeah, a teenager shows up uh, with uh, fucking sleight of hands. Um, yeah, sleight of hand mag- magic. And was it you? Teaches him like something you would do. I was the right age, I think, mm. but no. Um, <laughs> that's Carol's like original cause. So it's not specifically focused around. It doesn't start with him personally. She's just trying to stop these like petting events because it's all tied in with breeding. Like you know, in order to have people able to pet tiger cubs, you got to breed a shitload of tigers, right? Sure. Um, so, and so that's the, like that her... official title is cub petting. That's what she's against yes. is cub petting yes. and breeding tigers or any big cats or any wild animals for petting purposes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, because, I, I yeah, guess because it, I guess I see the problem with it, but also like there are much bigger fish to fry. There, there is a point th- I mean, where Carol Baskin says, I believe every person is put on this earth to be good at one thing, <laughs> which is really weird. It's weird that she only thinks you can be good at one thing, and it's weird that she is not good at anything. Yeah. <laughs> that part struck me as like, wait, but what? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I was I was only put here to be good at podcasting, so here we are. Um, but yeah, so he became a target for her early on, and that's basically what started the feud. Um, and Joe is like, he's constantly filming himself. He's got this internet TV show, which we'll get back into it in a, in a second. Um, but he like blows it as soon as he becomes like the target of what she's trying to stop. He starts going, like going back after her and calling her out on the internet and all this stuff. And it just gets, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But so there was a big thing that went down in Zanesville, Ohio, right. Mm-hmm. Um, where, Another guy, basically like Joe, who had a shitload of exotic animals at his house, just let them out. So and I, I read a I read a super oh, no. long GQ article about this. It was okay early two thousands, and this guy had he was basically a Joe exotic, way less colorful. This was a lot. He was yeah. he was a lot more hidden. Um, a lot of his yeah, neighbors didn't like even Joe know. Dumpster that he had all this whole th- operation going. Yeah. Um, his right-hand man, the night before he did all of this, had talked to, I don't know, let's call him John, because I can't remember his actual name. Um, and he had mentioned that he thought his wife was cheating on him. And so the next day, he let all his animals out. And it was something like 
four, it was 93 or 79. I don't know why those two numbers are sticking in my head. Animals, um, just let him out. Killed himself on yeah, his porch I, and yeah. then had a tiger eat his body. What? <coughs> yeah. Turns yeah. out she what? wasn't cheating on him also. Oh, my so, God. At least allegedly. Yeah. Sounds like she should have been. Yeah, so gonna, it was interesting because... If it's going to go that far off the rails, you might as well get some dick out of it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jesus. So the interesting thing about this story is it was told from all of the like cop perspectives because in this tiny little town in Ohio, they don't have a fish and game office. They don't have a USDA office. The cops were the ones who were like, I guess we got to deal with this. And so it was this uh, John's neighbor that he had just bought a horse and he could see that his horse was super agitated. And so he looked outside and there's a lion sitting there watching the horse. Sure. So he goes outside Jesus. very casually, brings the horse in the barn and is watching this from the barn windows. Then two more tigers come up. Then there's a wolf. Then there's two bears. And it's just like, he literally saw his neighbor's three horses get attacked by a, a big cat. Yeah. And the cops ended up huh. shooting. Uh, I, I think it was the sheriff's office. All the deputies ended up just shooting every wild animal. Because, of course, I mean, what are you going to do at that point? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was something like 40 tigers plus like an orangutan. A peacock. And a, yeah. La yeah. Peacock's it was, probably fine. Uh, the peacock. Or no, it was a macaw. A macaw. Actually, they still haven't found or no trace of. So they think it got eaten. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It was insane. They at one point they had a pickup bed with like five sharpshooters just driving around the town taking shots at all these animals. That is Yeah. Yeah, super regular and good. Yeah. I mean, um, technically I you could do one of those like you could say that you went on a big cat safari, maybe, without actually like having to pay for it. Yeah, I'm sure, sure that's yeah, what all those sure. cops did. <clears throat> actually, yeah, probably. Um, but so, I, and I think the three of us um, can all agree that the one takeaway from Zanesville is that um, it is definitely completely the fault of that guy um and has nothing to do with uh, nor should it uh, interrupt the personal liberties of any other person yeah. who is also keeping a very large number of potentially dangerous animals in their home yeah if there's one thing i like it's letting your personal liberties fuck with other people's lives um and the lives of yeah. animals i'm all about that um yeah, and also I wanted to get a video clip here, and it's not loading. But I'll go ahead and keep keep talking. Sorry. Well, that's all I mean I have for from Zanesville. But they kind of, I mean, the way that the the show kind of sets it up is that it has nothing to do. Joe doesn't. I think he might touch on it once, um, but nobody else says anything about it. So um, yeah, it's I can't. Uh, Netflix isn't cooperating with me, unfortunately. So I'm not. I might not. You might not get to hear Joe's voice. Uh, I mean, I'm going to watch this eventually. But, 
Um, yeah, it's just... Also, we Joe's probably voice. can't really stream Netflix on... We can't really put oh, maybe that's copyrighted why content on our fucking podcast and our live stream. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know uh, if you know uh, anything uh, about anything at all, but usually... <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> Apparently not. Well, I have two other videos that are on YouTube for free, so I know we're allowed to share those, so that's going to be fun when we get to that. Okay. But um, I'll just tell you... So it cuts from like the, the recap of Zanesville uh, to reactions from both Kevin and Joe. Uh, and Kevin gives exactly that fucking um, gun asshole. I don't want. I don't want to be bothered by anybody else's stupidity right. uh, reaction. Where he's like, "Well, the problem here was this guy, and he blow." You know, right? He did, a, he a did exotic kid. animal hoarding wrong. I'm doing it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Joe outright and explicitly threatens to go Waco using exactly those words. Yep. If anybody tries to come in and take away his Does animals. he know what happened at Waco? He, he knows... does know it was bad? He knows Waco was yeah, a thing. Yeah, it was thing. definitely bad. I, I, dis- yeah. I don't disagree with him about that. He knows... <clears throat> I think what he... I think my takeaway from it is that he knows that Waco was someone protecting their civil liberties and somebody else impeding on that's that. And I think that that's about of as far as it. he knows. Uh, that is that is definitely the uh, the the right spectrum, um, or I guess the libertarian spectrum interpretation, which of, is of Waco, his area. Yeah. But uh, yeah, his we're we're starting to jump around here, but where he lands politically is the most bizarre fucking thing. In the very er, like right in the introduction, Kevin describes him as a uh, drug crazed, gun toting. Uh, gay maniac or something like that. Sure. So we already mentioned uh, he's a gay multi-marriage if it's not polygamy. Oh, yeah, you're right. It it's is. not polygamy. Is it, is it polyamorous? Poly- polyamorous. Well, it's, it's polyamorous because well, that's, that's a catch-all term, but if you want to use a gendered term, it's polyandry. Uh, sure. That's what I thought. Okay. He uses anyway, polyamory. Joe Exotic. Got, he has several husbands. Um, we should introduce you to... His first husband. Are you... Wait. The first first? The first first. The one who died. The pretty one. No, 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 no. no, no. So he had another husband for a decade. I have to pee. You guys argue this out, and I'll be right back. Okay. Okay, yeah. His name... Yeah, you tell me this while he's in the bathroom. His name was Brian Ryan. He had HIV. And he basically died in... in the show. No, it's not in the show. But this is my backstory. Holy shit. So Joe took him to the hospital and he was already dead. And basically he was just like, I need you to pronounce death. But they wouldn't let him in the hospital because this was in the late 80s when everyone was still terrible idea of what HIV was. So he died in Joe's arms. Joe had to literally waited in the parking lot of the hospital with a blanket over Brian's body until the funeral director could come and pick up the body. Holy shit. So there's a podcast that I've been listening to about this and the guy interviews him. And I had no idea until this morning when I was listening to it while I was cooking. There's another podcast talking about this show right now. Well, I think it came out before the show. But now it's getting popular. Oh, actually, I think you're right. I think I did know about that. And it's just called Joe Exotic. Yeah. Yeah. 
you want to make up some crap to tell Jack that we were talking about while he was in the bathroom? Yep. Always. Um, I don't know. You want to? Uh, oh fuck! I'm 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 coming up short. Um, stories about ghosts. Um, stories. Joe about, Exotic was haunted. Uh, just he is he he believed that he was personally physically haunted. Yeah, by Brian, his or first like husband, he... because he mm, remarried. Okay. Right. And that was why he started to lose. I can his still mind, hear you guys. He was. <laughs> I could hear you guys the whole time. Oh God! Damn it. <laughs> you have the AirPod. Ah, uh, fucking AirPods! Foiled by AirPods. <sighs> uh, that is a. So all right. So you heard all that story. Also, I yeah. can't believe you're surprised that there's other podcasts talking about this since it's the only thing anyone talks about now. I was being sarcastic. Oh. Um, but good. I'm glad you heard all that so we don't have to explain it all. I don't know why I put gum in my mouth in the middle of recording. I'm an asshole. Um, okay so i'm gonna show you because yeah this the uh, the the first husband is is not uh in the show at all but it does provide a second um point that anchors the like so much of how joe became the man that he is has to do with just being gay and growing up in the 80s in oklahoma and going through a shitload of awful stuff so the the death of his first husband apparently also um being uh disowned by his father yeah and he got himself into a car accident basically out of suicidal depression in high school um drove his car off the road and broke his back and so those are just two the just those are two things that we know of um so it's you know not not that anybody's uh trauma uh for forgives unforgivable behavior but that does speak so much to where he came from and how he became the the man that he did and it does kind of speak to his nurturing quality with animals he finds solace in the unconditional love that animals do provide yeah yeah yeah. i mean i've noticed throughout my life that like people that are highly traumatized tend to like like people that for whatever reason don't like being around people or or don't trust people tend to like really gravitate towards animals because they just sort of yeah scratch and that I, itch in a different fashion yeah or whatever what's funniest about um what's funniest about this the the show and the fact that joe and carol become the ones with the real uh rivalry is that they are the two that are the most alike right i don't know what carol's trauma is and we'll probably will never know but there's a quote from her that i this is like the only spoiler that i gave you uh before starting this recording um she says that when she was a little girl she had um imaginary friends she didn't have she couldn't make any friends so she imagined two imaginary friends for herself and the two imaginary friends that she imagined with her whole imagination with the whole power of her whole brain she imagined two cats two white cats too (laughs) for Two white cats. You just go get cats. Yeah. They're like free. They're free at the Humane Society. And she was in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. You could could very easily abduct my cat if you wanted. Yeah. Just give her slightly better food. Yeah. 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 Really. Um, Okay. So this is another audio clip that I wanted to play, but I'm not going to be able to do Netflix. Um, this is another quote from uh, Doc Antle because so uh, what the point I was trying to make was that Carol and Joe really do come to be the people that they are because of whatever trauma and their attitude is much more similar than Doc. Doc is 
definitely doing this because Kevin, of how right? it makes his dick feel. Yes. Yes, Kevin. Okay. Sorry. Kevin is doing this because of, because of how it makes his dick oh, feel. Oh, yeah. I instinctively old, decided that he is the worst one based on that first yeah. picture you showed me. I was like, oh, fuck that guy. Like, yeah. not a sympathetic character, not a, not a flawed person, just... No, not a flawed, no, not a flawed person doing his best. Just a fucking piece of shit. Like fuck him. No, an absolute fucking garbage monster. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he says <clears throat> the following words out loud to a camera that he knows <clears throat> is going on Netflix. Right. This is him trying to make himself look good. Nothing. Or tell his story. I guess. Nothing is cooler, sexier. And more significant to the world we live in today than a tiger. Anyone who says they don't love them is just insecure and broken. You caught me. That's my, that's my problem. That's the answer to everything that's wrong with me. Is Nothing I don't own is a tiger. more significant to the world we live in than a tiger today the world the world we live we in today live in today yep. now i would say for the sake of argument that there are times in prehistory there are times and places in prehistory where the conditions in which people lived tigers were extremely significant to yeah. their yeah. their world yeah right yeah. now Whole bunch of shit, much more significant. Yeah. yeah. Oil, uh, nuclear weapons, just this yeah. sort of global finance capitalism, much more significant than a, than a tiger. Not tigers, just a tiger. Just one singular. Yeah, just one. It only takes one tiger, you guys. To do Solve what? Everything. To fix it. How? It doesn't matter. How? It just fixes it. I Listen, he has I a PhD, Jack. We gotta, we gotta move on. <laughs> we gotta move on. Uh, but we're just about to get to the part where we find out about what his PhD is. So we get, we get to meet two other uh, exotic animal enthusiasts. Can I please talk about um, Mario? You want to talk about Mario? I want to talk yes, about Mario. I'll talk about Jim. Okay, you go the, ahead with Jim. The charming Italian plumber from the video game. <laughs> uh, Jim Stark is uh, a, a northern guy. I can't remember where he comes from, um, but somewhere uh, a little bit north of, of where Joe is. Uh, he looks legitimately like uh, Woody Harrelson's character from the Zombieland movies. Okay. That's just what I saw every time he was on screen. Um, and my, f I, I, I immediately liked him uh, because he's talking, I think it was one of the first scenes that he's in, uh, and he's talking about uh, Carol and how it's not that uh, how breeding animals isn't like the worst thing in the world and he's like they're endangered aren't they well how do you make more of them duh <laughs> alright you can't make more of them if you don't breed them duh that is a very That's Woody like, Harrelson take on <laughs> it really, endangered yeah, species he, it, the more I got the more I watched through the show he kept showing up and I was like god damn I, I keep legitimately thinking that's Woody Harrelson yeah yes. is this um, yeah and, so and he constantly had a monkey crawling all over him right oh yeah he's got a pet monkey that's with him all the fucking he's time he's feeding a pizza in a pickup in a later shot he's sharing pizza with the monkey that's sitting on it on his shoulder uh, it, while driving a truck interesting <laughs> 
he's fantastic. All right, yeah. so he's he he also uh, owns some some exotic animals. You um, don't say. So he, yeah. So he gets plopped in, uh, and then yeah, down in Florida. Well, so we'll come we back to guy. him later too when we met when we yes. meet Jeff. So yes, Mario, this guy. Oh. This fucking Kay. guy. He is a Cuban immigrant. Yeah. And self-proclaimed the person that Tony Montana is based off of. This guy, I think, still holds the record for how much cocaine he imported to the state of Florida. I Oh, is that real or is that just what he says? Jack, this whole documentary is just what people say. Okay, so then he doesn't <laughs> hold the record because the guy that actually holds the record has never fucking said anything to a True. camera crew about it. Guaranteed. Yeah. So this is the self-proclaimed yeah, record. That's the other that's the other part that makes his story a little bit suspicious. So he went to jail, but he still now post jail has a shitload of money enough to have a massive like highly secure compound uh, in Florida. So right. I think that because if he had been if if he had done everything that he said drugs wise yeah they seize your fucking and not shit been, like yeah the, it, so he was prosecuted for attempted murder yeah. that's what he went to jail for of an ATF uh, officer on his property at his wildlife park which nobody actually right. can go visit yeah sure um regular thing to have so uh he has a wife do you want to know what his wife thinks about all the exotic animals this is great does she really like it She's fine with it because she likes to keep monkeys. And she dresses them up. She has closets. She has more clothes for these fucking monkeys than I've ever owned in she my entire 28 years of life. She has four closets full of monkey clothing. So I'm going to ask no, a question. No, 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 no. Four uh, closets full of child clothing that she uses for the monkey. <laughs> right. So yes, yes. Sorry. I'm going to ask a question um, that I am positive I already know the answer to. Do they have any mm -hmm. children? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, um, one of my favorite details about Mario, did you uh, take note of where he got one of his first animals from? He got an So when he... Uh, he wasn't allowed to have pets as a kid. That was like the start of his whole story. And like, as soon as he was old enough and living out on his own, he got like a great Dane and then he got like three more of them. So he started with dogs and then he started getting exotic animals. And I can't remember what the animal was, but he said that one of the first uh, animal, it was a cat. It was a big cat that he got from a woman who'd been keeping it on a houseboat. That the fucking Panther on a houseboat panther on a houseboat. Song. That's that oh Joe Exotic God. would write. Oh, Panther on the fucking houseboat. Yeah. Okay, Panther on the houseboat. That rocks. So, That's incredible. We still haven't. I, I still haven't shown you uh, Joe's. I guess second husband. So we yeah. heard about his first, the the very sad story of, of his first husband. And here's John, the next man that he chose. Who is the first person that you yeah. end up <laughs> feeling <Jesus>. for? <laughs> And is you it, end yeah, up I being right. Is it because he's is it because he's he's looking for the one ring that ruled them all that he lost and he can't find it? Yeah. Yeah. It's driving him yeah. insane and he's and he's trying to stalk these hobbits. You yes. you guys know the so, the Lord of the Rings. I can stop doing yep. that bit now. Um Jack, I wanna I want you to take note of 
this man in this picture here. Uh, and for the listeners, if you've heard of this guy, you know which picture it is. This is what he chose for seven to wear episodes for the entire show. He's like, oh, the documentary is- crew's coming to town. Time to put on my earrings, gold chain, and nothing else. Yep. There is almost none of this movie, of this show, where he is not wearing this exact look, which, yeah, listeners, is no shirt, gold chain, four teeth, uh, and a bunch of terrible tattoos. I mean, the Update, teeth is kind of beyond his control. But... Update on John Finley. I'm not going to spoil everything. He has implants for his teeth now. Teeth? I did see that. Yeah. yeah, he was on... Uh, I saw a video of him doing, like... He was on David Spade's internet yeah. Skype show thing. Sure. Uh, but yeah, he looks much better. He looks so good much for better. Him. Okay, uh, so wait, remind so, me why we're talking about John Finley. This is Joe's first, second husband. Yep. Okay. This is the Got first it. guy he married after the first husband died. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Again, and I want to introduce sleep, you to sleeping, a couple more characters. Sleeping outside of a Greyhound station, getting out of prison. Joe said, do you want a job? This guy said, "Yeah." Oh, and that's so romantic. It. Yeah, yeah, it's a story for the Joe kids. That's where Joe gets. That's where Joe gets all of his people. Um, I want to introduce you to a couple more people uh, from Joe's farm. Hey, everybody! Quick note from Leo the production booth. There's a character in this show whose name is Saf. Saf is a trans man. The show unfortunately deadnames him, causing every single person who has seen this show to misgender and deadname him as well. Saf is his name. He is a man. Trans people are valid. I don't know why the producers made this error, and I'm not going to speculate at this time. But we didn't know this, unfortunately, at the time of recording. So we will be misgendering him going forward. We apologize. I will say I'm a fan of Saf. Ten out of ten would recommend. Um, Saf. I feel like I don't clearly... have to ask this question, but what? Yes, she lost yeah. that arm to a tiger. Okay, got it. Which is my favorite <laughs> yeah. part of the documentary is when you see the footage and Joe Exotic goes and finds an EMS jacket. <laughs> there is no harder flex <laughs> than Joe Exotic's. Staff getting their arm ripped off by a tiger and going and putting on an EMS jacket and then going yeah. into the yeah. gift shop and telling everybody who's in the gift shop. Yep. God damn. That's my favorite part. That is that my is favorite part uh, of this show. That's so heinous. Before, uh, b- before we tell you the rest of that story, um, because do you remember uh, taking note about what Joe has for sale in that gift shop. You better believe it. Jack, you have three guesses. There is literally no wrong answer. I think I lost you guys. Uh-oh. Oh, oh no, no. Jack. Um, okay, I'm just going to read them. Okay. All right, we have such items as steak sauce. Sure. Sex lube. Okay. And underwear. Oh, and for the like listeners, with all available whatever. online. Yep. Yep. Like, yeah, it's 
it's I'm, definitely just some generic stuff that you can buy online with no label that they put labels What's on. his park called? GW. W, GW something park? GW. Okay. So that's the brand on the our underwear and no. or whatever? Greater, yeah, greater. No, the brand no. is Joe Exotic. Oh, okay. yeah, it's Joe Exotic brand. Okay. Um, yeah, and he sells underwear, but he makes sure to let us know <laughs> that he does not wear those underwear or any underwear. Which goes back to our first Joe Exotic slide. does not wear underwear. Oh. Um, that is a plot twist. Didn't see that one coming, did you? Okay, so back to Saf. And what I find... I, I do think that she's, she's definitely one of the more fun characters to watch. Um, but she also, when she gets her fucking arm ripped off, she so perfectly highlights the way... The degree to which the people on his park are in a, a similar type of Stockholm syndrome as the, the women uh, in Kevin's park because so she gets attacked by a tiger. She gets uh, her arm like degloved de basically um, right below the elbow where you can see it. She's still got like a yeah. little nub below the elbow. Um, she gets rushed off to the hospital. The doctors are like, it's going to take, you know, it'll, it, it, we can save it, but it's going to take months of surgery and, you know, rehab and recovery. And she's like, nope, take it off. Uh, and she elects to have her arm removed when it could have been saved and then is back at work at the park five Jesus. fucking days later because, as she says, she doesn't want the bad publicity for the park. So she wants to be back at the park showing people that she's okay so that she doesn't hurt the park. Wow. And it's definitely it's definitely a, a like a, a land of misfit toys kind of um, kind of unhealthy connection to this place for everybody who works there as opposed to the the Kevin's place which we'll get to in a in a bit. Right. But um, can we also yeah, talk about the fact is, that I feel like this soul is so innocent and good and they put her in front of a pile of trash for her I like know. that's interview? the other thing. Every single fucking shot, and Jack, you can't see it very well from this picture, but it literally looks like she is standing in the middle of a junkyard set. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, I don't know if she chose to sit there or if they chose to sit. But it's just, it's such it a It seems bizarre, exploitative it, to me. Like, just, it, yeah, yeah, it took me out. Uh, it took me out of the, the moment, like, every time she's being interviewed. Because I'm like, why in the fuck? Just as much as, as John with his lack of shirt. Yeah. I'm just like, what? what in the hell... Who is in charge here? Right. Here's it it seems like sort of redneck gawky, like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot a lot of this seems a little exploitative to me, but I don't. It's also like the people that are coming off the worst so far anyway are people that absolutely fucking deserve to be lampooned. So, like, fuck it. Yeah. Um, all right. So we've got two other uh, employees from uh, from Joe's Park here. Uh, Eric and John. So Eric is another example of somebody who's like he was down on his luck and, you know, uh, spent his last dime or whatever. Sure. And Joe gave him a place to stay and, you know, uh, and, and gave him a job. And he's he seems genuinely thankful to Joe. I didn't see anything really in uh, in the whole show that made it seem like Joe was ever taking advantage of him any any more than just. No, you know, needing somebody who didn't have a whole lot of other options is taking advantage of somebody. The only it wasn't uh, the it, only thing that stuck out to me was he seemed mentally exhausted more so than anybody else. Like yeah, he was he just tired of 
the bullshit yeah. that surrounded this park. Yeah. And it's just yeah. very palpable with him as opposed to everybody else. I think he would have been the first person to walk away when shit got bad, which it did by choice. If, it, if he were to go back and redo the whole thing. Right. Yeah. And then uh, down below uh, Eric there, we've got John. Notice anything about John, Jack? Notice anything? Yeah, it's it's uh, there. Seem, the lower part of his body. Seems like there's some some issues. Um, yeah, there's no the, legs with the bottoms. The bottom. Don't the worry. Bottom yeah, there's no legs on there. Wasn't a tiger. Do you do you think? Oh, you ruined sorry, it. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Zip lining accident. So that's really funny because, like, on on the, my man lost his legs in a ziplining accident. Well, the, when we were talking about Kelsey, <clears throat> the whole time I was kind of like fixated on the idea of like, of course, this guy would find somebody who'd already lost limbs and hire them to work mm-hmm. and just be like, and so that the like the tourists at the park would be like, I wonder if he lost those limbs to the fucking to the fucking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder. I wonder um, if that's the what's best going part on about his prosthetics. <laughs> Like, that's that just there showmanship. Are, there are angry, scary clown faces, like, airbrushed on them. Yeah, I'm, like, looking uh-huh. at them, like, oh, I can't really see them that well. But, yeah, they look like Mountain Dew cans or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It's like if, like, a PBR and a Mountain Dew had a baby in Oklahoma. Right. That would yeah. be the result. And, that, and the baby was a prosthetic leg for some reason. And um, on meth. Sure. Don't forget the meth. Yeah. There's a lot of I will never forget the math. Um, But here's so what's what's fucked up about it, though, is that he still technically lost them in relation to the zoo because he was working there at the time that he had this accident and he was up and around and on his legs after the after the accident, after he like shattered both legs too early and for too long. And he basically just caused irreparable damage to his feet and ankles uh, by walking on them earlier than he should have because he was working so much at the fucking zoo. So, like, is it just the, like these people really love working with the cats and love working in the community? Or, like, does Joe Exotic have some kind of, like, Svengali, like, There's hold a over them? There's a um devotion There's they a, have to like have. I've, I've, I would describe it as, like, a codependency, really. Yeah, well, it's a I've very tried, toxic relationship. I've tried to avoid media about this, but I did hear, like, um, somebody speculating who had also not seen it um, speculating that it's like, there's just such a, like a huge allure to big cats that people just kind of like get weird about it. Yeah. Um, well, and maybe you have like this opportunity in front here. of you that you, you never expected or you never really knew you wanted. And then it's in front of you and you're so thankful to that. Right. That I think there is like, like Leo said, there is just this very like, unhealthy codependency right yeah you know yeah and where i mean if anybody is like the the svengali so to say uh it's definitely kevin yeah um he he definitely has these these women uh in thrall kevin (laughs) golly we're gonna talk about (laughs) erica but so right let's what's that we're gonna talk about that girl erica i think erica was her name yeah the ex yeah girlfriend yes um but i want to talk about so all three of them have actually drawn together groups of people to help them run the thing that they're running 
So uh, Joe has his, you know, his band of misfit toys. Uh, Kevin has all of these women that he has like in thrall, and uh, and Carol has uh, this army of like volunteers that have, a, for some reason what seems to be an unreasonably complicated like seniority and vetting ladder this whole like system of volunteer. different color yeah there's different colored t-shirts based yeah. on how many years you've been volunteering to come down and help her on her fucking sanctuary you, gotta, you really it's gotta really, watch really out for weird. anybody that's creating hierarchies where you don't need them uh, that's never yeah. a good sign you know, and yeah, it's I do, very fucking weird. I do want to pause because my dad and stepmom still sort of live in Colbert, which is a uh, what do you call it suburb of Spokane. Suburb. And there is, yeah, there is like a big cats or big cat sanctuary pretty close to their house. I mean, like in the summertime, we would be sitting out on the back deck, and you could hear them roar. It's pretty eerie. Um, but you go and the employees are people who've graduated from colleges who want to work at zoos so they can get some accreditation and training and They're not people work they experience. found at the Greyhound station? Weirdly, no. Huh. Um, right. And, and I would not say it. I, I don't have a bad word to say about the volunteers themselves. No. They are some of the most blameless people. It's just, it is it's weirdly weird. overcomplicated that she has this this whole hierarchical uh, structure system. Yeah. And they um, even hire. Like there's one girl, there's one girl who's like fast tracking through the intern program. So she's like working 16 hours a day. It's really fucking weird. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, Kevin is a, we don't know if we could say polygamist since I don't think he's married to any of them. Yeah. I don't know. He has how... like, what is it, like six girlfriends or five well, or something. There's the three main ones. There's okay. China. And then the other two that I can't remember. Um, but those yeah, are I didn't like. I write down any of their names because those aren't their fucking no. names. Yeah, no one's and the other name two, is China. The other two, an Indian name of some offshoot yeah. of this higher lord thing that yeah. is his name. Um, yeah. But Ugh. essentially, so yeah, Jack, those, spoilers. those three are the most like seniority or most senior women. Yeah, they're the on harem leaders. Yeah. yeah. He changes. He changes these the, these women's names when they come to live there. And yeah, basically what happens is they have an open internship program that seems legit for people who are want to get into zoology or what the fuck ever. They just wanted to work with big cats for whatever the fuck reason. And so they would get uh, younger people, mostly like teenage girls, to come and work there for X amount of time. And Kevin would kind of, you know, check them out. Yeah, and see, see if where they this were is going to work Man. and very predatory. Yeah, see if they yeah. were, yeah totally predatory at like total grooming pro program um i said i and, could see where uh, it was going <laughs> i don't have to spell it out i will say um um there was a time in my life yeah, where that, i wanted to be a zookeeper and i'm not sure if these guys just spin this well enough but i don't i don't know 100 percent if i would have been somebody who would have not been tricked by these guys you know yeah. Which is a terrifying yeah, thought. If it was something that I that I was like passionate about, and some like it, it's it's such a cultural thing too, where it's like you're taught to to pour yourself into what you're passionate mm -hmm. about. Like for me, it was acting for so long, uh, and if I at you know nineteen twenty 
had somebody had been like, yeah, I'm, you're going to be acting all the time. I'll give you a place to live and, an, and, and I'll give you food. Yeah. Um, and you just have to fucking do what I tell you. And we're going to be producing plays. Like we're going to be doing acting. Um, but you have to fucking, uh, work from 6am to 12pm yeah. every single day. No, I think that's a, like, I think that's a really good insight. <clears throat> Sorry, this isn't going to be funny at all, but I think it's, it needs to be like iterated plainly that, this show is only ever funny. Yeah. Um, that, like, yeah, like, culturally, like, there is sort of this, like, dominant refrain in culture that is, like, if you chase your dreams hard enough, you can get them. Yeah. Which right. the inverse of is if you didn't, if you don't get your dreams, you didn't chase them hard enough. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what it re- what that really means is, like, yeah, you need to do whatever it takes to get whatever you to get to wherever you want to be, which is such an incredibly easy to exploit thing, especially yeah. for, I don't know, young women, like the people that are most likely to be exploited, but also well, like, I, yeah, mm-hmm. but also like working, just working people in general. Um, I think that, I think that the, the, the really telling thing too, is that the person who they, who gave us all this insight about Kevin and his harem program, I'm just going to call it, is somebody that left it. And right. the only yeah. camera shots that you get of the women that are still there running it are very almost, you can just like to the T, you know that that was scripted and said, you're saying this, right? which is just a hundred percent. Kevin is off screen. Yeah. Kevin is, off, is, is off right camera. behind the camera. Every single one of those fucking times. Yeah. Because we see multiple times uh, just setting up shots for hi- that involve him where he's like di- they, the, the documentary producers have left it in where he's like directing them on how he thinks the shot should go. There is no fucking way in hell any of the women that are still living on that compound spoke to the camera without, without Kevin there. being there. Right. No way. All right. Let's let's continue um, before this gets. Super so deep. anyway. We know that Joe looks up to Kevin, which is why uh, Joe needs to have more husbands. Okay, so <laughs> Joe. Uh, by the way, is that seriously you like your theory on, on why he just starts marrying dudes? Is because he's just no. Like, it's just kind of just that's just the way I wrote it down because the show goes from like the reveal that Kevin's got all all of these girlfriends. Uh, to to finally revealing that that Joe has multiple husbands, so I don't even know what order the things happen in. That's just kind of the way that the show. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm um, going to go. But he does have. I'm going to go out on a limb here and and uh, posit the theory that if you're the kind of guy that hoards exotic animals, you're also not a one uh, lover kind of guy. I think hoarding I think, I think is those, really. I think truly... those go hand in hand. Yeah, I think hoarding yeah, is a. Uh, a spillover term in this docu series. Yeah, yeah. I think I okay. think you kind of do everything to criminal excess. Uh, yeah. Let's say we uh, we introduced you uh, to, uh, to to John, Joe's first husband, but uh, we forgot to mention one particular tattoo of John's. Shelby, would you like to tell him about it? Uh, is it the groin? It is right above his no-no. And yeah. it says, privately owned by Joe Exotic. Not just Joe. Joe Exotic. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, it's privately not clear. Owned. 
Like, it's not legally yeah. binding with just a first name. Come on. Yeah. Any lawyer can tell you that. Um, Spoiler. So he uh, <laughs> has a second husband, which I don't even know. Uh, hang on. My, my notes got a little bit muddled here because, uh, oh, 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 it is time for music. Oh, hell yeah. It is time for music. Unfortunately, Jack, you're... N- none of these tracks are on Apple or Spotify or anywhere <laughs> legally respectable. So you can't jam. They're on YouTube, baby. They're on YouTube. So you All can. Right. So, Jack, we haven't told you this. Joe is uh, a, a musician. Yeah, there's no um, way you're not a musician with the name Joe Exotic. Like, yeah. you're just He's wasted at that point. He's... He's recorded two albums and what, like? I think there was like fourteen music videos. Yeah, I think it was like twenty-eight on each disc songs, and then it, it came with a DVD. I think of like six each music videos. But we're not going to start with one of Joe's songs. So he's doing a music video for one out of every four songs, which is audacious in and of itself. Can we just yeah. pause and say Joe Exotic's work ethic is admirable? Yeah, it seems like the man's got some sure. output. Um, sure. Is it good He's output? Not no. It's the kind of like when I have food poisoning, I technically have a lot of output. Yeah. Um, very similar. We're we're not going to start with a song from Joe Exotic. We're going to start with some promotional material from Joe Exotic. A song. Nope. For the for Carol's uh, big cat animal sanctuary. Because you have to hear how she talks. This is the song that they use. Oh, that's as right. A I remember this recruitment tool. You getting that audio, Jack? Wow, this song kills, right? It slaps, Fucking right? Slaps. I'm not listening to you guys because I I am completely enwrapped with this song. So, okay, I'd, I had to turn the song off. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I got about halfway through of it, and that was beautiful, uh, wild, and free. What it? What do you What do you think about it's it? It's not very good. Um, <laughs> it's it it starts out. It loses its camp value very fast and becomes just incredibly grating. Um, also, yeah, yeah, about fifteen seconds is the is the max that anybody should. The like have messaging is that to... cats want to be beautiful, wild, and free, but doesn't she run a zoo? Like, well, a place for her cats to go die. She runs a sanctuary. Okay, that's very important for her. How dare for you, you to know? I'm Carol sorry. Baskin. How dare you? I thought she was the bad um, guy. I thought she was the antagonist of the She thing. is, actually. Let's get into what's bad about Carol. Hell yeah. Do you want to talk about that thing she did? Oh, what's bad um, about, yeah. What's bad about Carol sounds like the shittiest horror movie. Or like a really boring <laughs> sitcom that airs like at 7 o'clock <laughs> at night on NBC. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, anyway. Carol fucking Baskins. That's what Joe calls her constantly. Carol constantly. fucking Baskins. Mm-hmm. Carol fucking Baskins. Um, or, and then he usually adds that Just bitch at reminder, the end. Her full name, her that's full true. name is Carol Stairs Jones Murdoch Lewis Baskins. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's stairs erasure. The important part there being stairs. So she was married to a guy. We don't know his name. 
this is gonna take you for a loop. Who amongst Leo. Us? Um, she was married to a guy who was very abusive, and she apparently. Who she married when she was like seventeen? Yeah, like super super young, and again, Florida. So yeah, she yeah. was like, like left the house in the middle of a fight or something. And she's several years after, cause she was in her early twenties by this point. Yeah. Like they, they'd been married for multiple years and she's like yeah. walking down the street barefoot in fucking crying. Florida crying. And some guy in a pickup yeah, that's, pulls that's what you up do in Florida. And I don't know if he was just having a shitty night. I can't remember this, but basically he was like trying to comfort her and didn't want to drive around alone. So it's, I'm going to just condense this. He hands her his gun and says, can you can point this at me? Can we just talk? Okay. And then they got married. She left the other guy. So just that seems like a solid I, foundation. I feel like I, I feel like it cannot be overstated how insane that scenario is. He pulls up, says, hey, get in my can truck. I help you get in the car? She says, no. And he shows her a gun, but twists. He says, that's for you to point at me. Please get in the car. That she actually said no? Because something about Fuck me. if I know, dude. I mean. Fuck if I know. I, I like to write little short stories sometimes. And if I had come up with this idea, I would have been like, Okay, you're not writing today. Like, fuck off. This yeah. is fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, well, turns out this, this guy, terrible. multi-millionaire, named Don Lewis. But what luck for her to meet a single multi-millionaire. He wasn't single. Oh, he wasn't single. He wasn't single. Because he was Dios married mio. to a very, um, what seems like nice, sane woman. And they had two daughters. Yeah. Because they, yeah. she's interviewed. She's fucking interviewed. Yeah. And her daughters are interviewed on this show. They seem among some of the better people uh, in this story. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be like he just got older and rich and decided that he wanted to uh, go go chase younger tail. Because I think and his wife was 14 remarkably nice about it. Was it 14 or 24 years age difference? Uh, Between Don and Carol. 14 sounds closer. Yeah. So, I think. he fucks Rich off. Rich people are deeply, deeply diseased, so. He fucks are. off. Yeah. Uh, so, they get married. Take it away. They start, they start a zoo. Sure. Where, guess what? Among other things, they're breeding fucking cats. <sighs> I thought she was, is this before or after that feud? This is before. Okay, this, this is, is before. before. Yeah. This is in the before times. Yeah. Okay. Yes. This is in the before times. Okay, so they had met, and I think that they got together on the zoo thing because she already liked animals. She had whatever broken thing in she, her. Well, she had her, her two to... friends, the white cats, that were basically coaching her right. to this, of sure. course. Yeah, right. so whenever she started having those two imaginary cat friends, sometime immediately before that is whenever whatever fucking trauma happened to her that caused her to be the way that she is. Right. Um, but so uh, she, th so they, it became like their their shared project because he was also interested in it too, but he was interested in it much more in the 
um, breed exotic cats for money and probably use them as props to attract younger women to cheat on your wife with kind of way. Sure. And she wasn't really into this latter part that of that statement. Part. The Why? cheating was she didn't huh. like as much. Yeah. So he wanted to move to Costa Rica. Whom amongst Where us? there were fewer regulations, which, yeah, I mean, yeah, I want to move to Costa Rica. Nice. You yeah. want to move to Costa Rica? Yeah. Like, let's just move to Costa Rica. <clears throat> but um, before uh, he was able to move to Costa Rica, he died. Well, who Did, knows? Was it under mysterious circumstances? No, there's no body. What? would make you so think yes it then. was mysterious <laughs> yeah there's no the mystery is why everybody thinks it's such a mystery because there was no body so clearly um so <clears throat> so yeah he had attempted to file a restraining order against her yeah and it was uh rejected by the judge sure uh he had told in the restraining order and he had told his daughters and his ex-wife and his lawyer that and his lawyer that she was that if he turned up dead that uh it w- that they should look at his wife she had taken his gun that she had a gun and she had taken and hidden his gun sure. um which it's fucking florida why don't you and you're a millionaire go buy another gun yeah, yeah that's that fuck? was my first thought is like get more guns like yeah what I'm, when I'm you're when a, your I'm crazy wife takes your gun guns. that's a that's a cue to get more guns like, Although actually, if this was in the what eighties or early nineties, the Brady the Brady Bill may still have been. Yeah, I think it was early nineties. Five day waiting period or something. Yeah. Anyways, um, if you anyway. refer to the flow chart, <laughs> you'll see that Joe Exotic has two theories on these, on this situation. So Joe swears Carol Carol killed him because he vanished into thin air. Basically, he had a. I can't remember if he had the private plane or if he had a pilot license and leased planes. He he had access. Did not have. He owned planes, but did not have a pilot's license. This is according to Carol, but I did think it was funny um, that yeah he uh, he owned them, but he did not have a license because he did something wrong and like lost his license with the FAA. Uh, and the other thing is that he did not own a plane that could make it to Costa Rica. Right. So he. Basically, is going to leave Carol. He's freaked out. The restraining order gets denied. And he fucks off to Costa Rica, quote, unquote. Um, sure. They find his van at the airport, I think. At, the, at an airstrip. At an airstrip. Okay. Um, no yeah. sign of a struggle. No wallet. No keys. Like, just, just nothing. Very, very strange. So, the case is still ongoing. However... Guess what sheriff's office has now reopened the case thanks to this docu-series. No shit? Yep. Oh, my God. So (laughs) she had him declared legally dead. Yep. She had him declared legally dead exactly five years uh, after the day of his disappearance, which was, I can't remember what the exact legal mumbo-jumbo was, but basically what she managed to do in the intervening five years was to fuck around with enough of his assets uh, that when everything had to be settled, when he was declared dead so that his assets could be dispersed, um, that she got almost everything and his daughters and ex-wife got almost nothing. Oh, talking about Dom. Um, all right. I got to go get some more water because my, my throat's starting to break. So tell him about uh, Joe so Exotic's two theories. They pan back to Joe. 
Joe okay. has one of two theories. First theory. Why does Joe have theories about this? Just because, because it's, a, it's okay. his rival or whatever? Yes, it's his rival. Okay. He made something like 59 YouTube videos about Carol Baskins. Always a normal thing to do is make a lot yeah. of YouTube videos. Oh, and I think wait, it was... Wait, 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 wait. But part of the reason, part of the reason that, he's, <laughs> that he has so many theories is because he fucking has a copy of her diary. Oh, yeah. That happens. He's got a copy of her diary. Okay, you couldn't even make it into the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I got my water. <laughs> so, okay. Joe's two main theories are that she ground him up in the meat grinder, fed him to the tigers. He wrote yeah. a song about it. Sure. And we're going to hear that song now. The other theory. It's live on Facebook. Go ahead and yeah. click over to it. I, don't I care. call this um, Carol Baskin's diss track. <laughs> I'm going to live comment on the here kitty kitty situation. <clears throat> um, this is not a flattering portrayal of this woman. I will say that the music is more competent than I thought it would be. You know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say this is a triumph of songwriting. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he is making uh, use of his tigers pretty well he really, by making this yeah, bloated corpse woman feed them uh, pieces of oh, what's man. clearly supposed to be a man. <laughs> yep. That is exactly what that is. Did, I don't know. You guys might have already talked about this. Uh, how much, I guess, Jack doesn't have as much Carol Baskin's exposure. Um, that lookalike is spot on. Yeah, yeah, she really is. I, I had to keep staring at it because I was like, did she just, like, resolve the feud and then they'll get to this point later? It's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, that's, Yeah. Before he had her in, like, corpse makeup, and it was, like, kind of like, oh, yeah, this is just, like, a slap in the face. But, like, yeah, now it's like, oh, yeah, that does look like her. It's, like, eerie. Also, this, like, shitty guitar solo has gone on for so long while she feeds pieces of this guy to to his cats. Like, it's gone on forever. It's still going. There hasn't been a lyric in, like, a minute and a half. All right. You know, you can, you can probably cut it off. Yeah, I'm going to cut it off. I, I, I turned it off right as he hit okay. the lyrics. If you're ever down in Tampa on a big cat refuge, don't pick a fight with your wife, which those lyrics are, exist. That's good advice, Something though, somebody you know? sung. Yeah, I that guess is... I won't do that. Like, just any part of that. Going to Tampa, having a wife, picking fights with anybody. Yeah. It is, it is really, it's really specific. Um... See, and this is okay, kind how of much where... longer? So, how much more do we have to go? Because we've been going an hour and a half. <laughs> I mean, I have. Um, I'm really upset by how many pages of notes you're flipping through right now. <laughs> I think I have eight more pages, but it's a, it's a it's a mini legal pad. Okay. okay. All right, so, so it's not that much. Here, let's just so we've touched on this whole chunk. We've touched on okay. really all so of we this. So we got that area. This that area. You know, Car Carol managed this. to basically steal her husband's assets. Okay. So uh, we still need to talk her... about conmen, presidential run, and husbands. 
I need to mention really quickly because it's it's not shown in the picture of, of Joe that I put in the, the PowerPoint, but his eyebrow <laughs> ring is so physically upsetting. <laughs> it's okay. appalling. Because it's here, Jack. I'll send you a, I'll send you guys a picture. It, it's like it's like it's right here. Oh, like it's like, like it's on, on his, his like, eyelid. eyelid. Ah. Gross. Yes. And it's yeah. like it's too heavy a gauge of an earring to use as an eyebrow. I mean, nobody should use an eyebrow ring ever, but it's still too. Oh, God, it's so fucking upsetting. Yeah, that's um, okay. I'm going to I'm going to oh, take another one of my favorite moves that I'm going to take another one, head one break. of my other favorite moves. Uh, I mean, OK, wait, I want to tell you about a thing, another thing that Joe did before you leave. Fine. I'll just I'll just <laughs> wet my pants while you tell me your favorite thing. <laughs> She's got a really strong online presence, so he just copies all of her branding and shit and starts redirecting. <laughs> uh, that does rock. Okay, go He's ahead rock. and go to the bathroom. Yeah, I'll be right back. yeah. Oh, my God. This is so, like, there's just so much. There is. It's really... There's so much, but also there's so much that's just not necessary i will say the one thing that i forgot to touch on when it came to eric the the worker was the point uh-huh. where this show is so batshit crazy that at one point he has a lit cigarette and he's filling a gas canister and oh no one God. says anything it doesn't even register yeah. that that's a thing so Oh my God! We, and well, and we haven't even talked about the producer guy yet. Which honestly, he doesn't really matter that much to the story. I mean, he kind of, just kind of functions as a narrator. Absolutely. Um, but uh, but we do need to talk about the fucking the the, the movies, the video studio, and the <laughs> the and alligators the fire for sure. Uh, and the alligators. Yeah, because yeah. we do. We okay. So when Jack comes back, let's introduce let's introduce Rick, Rick Kirkham. Okay. Well, I sent you the picture of Joe Exotic's eyebrow ring. Yeah. Ah, gosh. Yeah. What the? F- <laughs> Why is that the move, man? <laughs> like, like just take it out. Yeah. Start over. It- Try something else. So we got to tell you. We got to tell you about a new character. Okay. Got to tell you about our boy Rick. Who looks like if Freddy Krueger and one of the characters from Westworld, the old guy who wears the, the cowboy hat had a baby that's what i was just gonna say he looks like if freddy krueger was a cigarette okay so this guy was a news reporter or like an actual legit news reporter and producer and he wanted to make a reality show about joe exotic okay so joe had already been producing his like super low rent uh, internet show in front of a blue screen in uh, on on his property for a while didn't have a whole lot of viewers. Uh, Rick shows up and like you know bumps up the cal- caliber of their production because he's there. So he's there making his making his reality TV show, which is going to be called Tiger King. Right. Um, but uh, but he doesn't. Uh, but he's like, well, fuck it, I'm here anyway. So he starts doing like all this production stuff, and this is the uh, during the time when Joe is producing all these fucking videos, like putting a a wig on a doll and calling it Carol, and then literally shooting it in the head on camera, oh. and then broadcasting it on the internet. Sure, regular and then, stuff, regular dude stuff. And then they yeah. also spend a lot of money and time using Tannerite, which I will say Tannerite is kind of fun. Um, 
also way too easy to get. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think at one point he's at the ammo ammo store buying tannerite, and the guy that's selling it to him said, "You're probably not done blowing stuff up today, are you?" And he says, "Hell no." And yep. that's the theme of the yeah. show. Yep. Oh. I didn't get to the second part of the thing that I was telling you before you went to the bathroom. So she sues him for trying for like infringing on her intellectual property because uh, her thing is called Big Cat Rescue and he calls his Big Cat Rescue Entertainment, which I love <laughs> because he wanted uh, the Google search. But like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's that's on, honestly uh, a perfect like encapsulation of the two different things they're doing. Yep. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she. Uh, or so she sues him for that. He countersues her, and he uh, in, in part of his uh, part of his countersuit, or at some point during the, at this point in the feud, he sets up a website. The website is nine one one animalabuse dot com, but if you go to nine one one animalabuse dot com, it's just a story about how Carol killed her husband. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible, yeah. And, and the other like hilarious this aspect so of this good. whole thing, oh my god, is that in his deposition for one of these like multiple multiple lawsuits that they're pinning themselves, he's wearing an Iron Man T-shirt. Sure, as one does to a deposition. Yeah. Did it have sleeves on it? No. Well, oh, t-shirt yeah, sleeves, yeah, yes, not long sleeves. Okay, so yeah, no, oh, that's oh, fine. it did have yeah, sleeves. that's 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 that's. It wasn't weird. tattered, but you know, you're on camera at a deposition where almost at one point all your stuff is getting sued out from underneath you. Yeah, you're getting deposed. Yep. He's also he's also doing weird like. Um, prank stuff pseudo prank stuff harassing carol like he puts a bunch of, well a bunch of snakes appeared in her mailbox yeah. one time but that was probably him or somebody sent by him and he also sent i think this was a picture i don't remember i didn't write down what it, what they were talking about because i was scribbling so fast to write down what they were saying because that my 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 rewind button doesn't work um they're, they're looking at a picture of somebody with uh, just holding that, or I don't know if it was a picture, but it was somebody, somebody's standing there, uh, holding a giant severed horse cock. Oh yeah. Right? What? Forgot about that. And it's the director of the, the documentary, um, and, and Howard, uh, talking about this thing. And Howard says, oh, they had just slaughtered a horse and I guess he got, and the director says, oh yeah, that's a horse penis. But, and Howard says, Howard says, yes, that's my recollection. The other thing that uh, I think um, we need to touch on with while we're talking okay. about Howard is the moment that he serenades Carol about leaving her in the spring. I also. Yep. Oh, my God. Fucking Howard. I, I, did, I forgot to mention this uh, earlier, but at one point he, like when, when he's first introduced at the very beginning, uh, he refers to her as the Mother Teresa of Big of Cats. Big Cats. I really feel like she's more of the Sally Struthers of Big Cats. Yeah, I, you think, I think you're right on on that one. Um, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, he serenades her. It's just uh, such a fucking weird... So she wins she wins the lawsuit 
Okay. Yep. So, um, and you know, of course, he's like countersuing and fighting it with lawyers, but they're both dumping a bunch of money into this, and the two of them, and and they're going through the lawsuit while they're filming the documentary, like so that you actually see everybody uh, through time as they're uh, as as they're going through the various stages of this. But Carol and Howard are like dead set. They're like, we don't give a fuck. This isn't about the money. And we're not going to stop like right. until we feel that justice has been served for this guy. Because uh, to be fair, he has been literally threatening to shoot her in the fucking head yeah. uh, on the Internet and, and harassing them. I mean, you can she's got obviously has her blame, too. But they at this point have good reason to, to be aggravated with him, you know. Um, <clears throat> and then the next thing I wrote was, holy shit, Carol firebomb the studio. OK, there's but also she probably a did. big character that we're missing because coming soon is going to be his demise we haven't talked about travis oh god yeah okay so we talked about her first husband i feel like i understand no, his first less, husband not sorry um than i did when we started. we talked about joe's first husband john the guy with four well, teeth second husband second husband okay so his third husband the pretty boy Travis. Uh, Travis, who is from California and does genuinely does not seem to be gay at all. I lost you guys for like 15 oh. seconds there. Okay. Travis is, is Joe's husband. Okay. Joe, Travis, and <laughs> John. John are a throuple. Are all. Okay. Got they it. got married in pink yeah. shirts at some civic center. Okay. Yeah. So all in one ceremony, married to each other, but really it's just the other two of them married to Joe. And it seems pretty likely that neither of them were very gay. Exp expound on that. Pot, we they will get there. Pretty much said that. Yeah, there's we gotta we, we gotta go through a bombing first. Of course. Wait, no, 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 I don't know no. what I was thinking. So Travis nineteen when he gets there, really pretty. Right. Could have any yes. girl he wanted whatever marries joe sure. never been attracted to men never, never been in it yeah never been attracted to men and then just marries by this joe's guy. own it's the allure of the like tiger joe's recounting of it is joe's recounting of it is that he asked him how straight are you like when they had very first met and uh and travis was like pretty goddamn straight and joe's basically like i bet you i could flip him yeah um and he does and Travis spends some amount of time married to Joe, um, very high the entire time, just smokes just just copious amounts of weed. Permastoned. N nobody directly admits it, but it seems pretty likely that at least uh, there was, uh, I'm not sure by, by whom, but there was substantial meth being consumed at this point as well. Yeah, kind of just well, assume that. Yeah, not a shot. And the other interesting thing that I picked up from this that differs between John's relationship with Joe and Travis's relationship with Joe is that John had a lot more freedom than Travis. They never really like extrapolate any details that John was like being held there, but they do make a point to say that Travis like could never leave the sanctuary or the zoo, yeah. the wildlife park. Um, so anyways, that comes into play after the bombing. Yeah. Or arson. So there's an explosion. I assumed it was Carol. My bad, Carol. Sorry. You didn't bomb the studio. Um, so we talked We're about sorry, the producer. Carol. 
Yeah, that's the only time I'll the, ever say that. And I still didn't. The most likely thing that seems to have happened um, <clears throat> is that, well, uh, that Joe blew it up Joe, to destroy evidence. Joe blamed it on Rick Kirkham, the producer, because they had had yes. a giant fight about rights and Rick was trying to leave. And then Joe was in Chicago for a funeral and his studio, which Very is close. like the recording studio, the film studio. And for some reason, the alligator habitat. Not sure. Did, what, what she said. How do how do you guys do your studios? Do you not have yeah. any like incredibly You're right. Actually, terrifying prehistoric animals in yours? Yeah, there's one right there, right here next to me. That's a dog. Yeah, well, he's That's a piece a of shit. So, but so somebody um, set fire to the recording studio slash alligator cage pit control sure. Eric alligator. Sanctuary. Whatever. I just want to say I'm sitting, I'm sitting on a like a dunk tank situation over a pool of piranhas right now as cool. I record this <laughs> because that way uh -huh. I can focus. Uh, I hope nobody. Yeah, I don't know why you guys are out there. This is weird. Um, and that this fire uh, happens to destroy uh, all of the video all the recordings of the reality show with the exception of a very few clips that uh, that Rick must have sent off before the fire okay. but all this shit that Rick had been working on for months um, a bunch of evidence that was relevant to the lawsuits between uh, Joe and Carol like uh, financial uh, and, records and things yeah. like that titles to vehicles oh, at this point yeah also joe had because he had lost to carol because he was technically legally required to like give her certain things uh instead of giving them to her he would strap tannerite to him and blow him the fuck up and videotape himself doing it yeah that's called the oklahoma divorce settlement yeah <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> out of nowhere this fire goes up in flames boils the alligators right. alive every piece of equipment, every piece, every record, every, all of this stuff that he's supposed to give to Carol, gone. The valuable original recording tracks of his several hit albums. His gold, platinum records, yeah. Right. <clears throat> um, so they look at tragedy, the security really. footage <clears throat> and they see some... <laughs> my, first, my first response when I watched the video is I was like, oh, it's Slenderman. And like the fact that that's the normal response of this show is telling. Um, hang on. one other thing about the fire because this or about the the lawsuit before yes. I forget it because uh, so Joe in order to hide his shit from Carol so that she can't take his shit and he even says to the camera at one point he's like I don't own anything. You think I own any of this stuff? He very obviously knows like one trick to get out of owing somebody something, right. which is having it in somebody else's name. Right. But he 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 was not aware when he did all. He thought that that was just like a magic bullet and that would keep anybody from ever being able to take any of his shit. But as it turns out, lawyers can figure out who has the things that are actually yours and sue those people instead. So as his assets get moved over to other people, they just file new lawsuits and they're now suing other people for owning the things that are actually Joe's shit, including Joe's mom. Carol sued Joe's mom into fucking bankruptcy, bankruptcy dude. <laughs> You know how when you <laughs> when you make 
too many death threats on YouTube and you end up bankrupting your own mom. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Sadly, I have to imagine that's happened more than just this one time. That sucks. So, essentially, um, then this goes up in flames, blah, 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 boils the alligators, yada, yada, yada. They show the security footage, and it's a very leggy, slender person, man, walking. He tries to blame mm -hmm. PETA. He tries to blame HSUS. He tries to blame all these other, like, animal advo ad advocacy groups. And Carol, obviously. And Carol, yeah. And Carol, um, obviously, yeah. And so Rick Kirkham, the producer, is a very tall, skinny guy. And... So, wait. So... What was the falling out that they had about, like? Uh, it was it was like ooh. life rights or production oh. rights or yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, basically that Rick, according to the contract that Rick had had, had Joe sign for the reality show, Joe f or Rick fucking owned Joe like he owned merchandising and all of this yeah. stuff like all the the rights like Joe wasn't getting shit Joe wasn't gonna get shit from the TV right. show basically okay. so. <clears throat> I think it was a day or two after that big falling out that goes up in flames. Yeah. And everybody, I mean, even, even John, uh, Joe's husband is like, could have been fucking Joe. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that, and then he of course puts out a shit ton of videos about Carol. You know, the other thing that we didn't touch on was the rabbit, the rabbit pictures. Oh my God! Yeah, when they were the bloody uh, rabbits that they, they fed they were, to the cats. Yeah, so Carol's volunteers had gone out and hunted rabbits to feed to her tigers. Okay, and they took pictures of themselves happy Holding. that they had successfully accomplished the task of getting food for the tigers. Okay, but what that picture ended up being was these yeah. several women. Looking With, really excited about torturing a rabbit. I got it. Yeah. 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 So Joe goes down to Tampa, rents a bunny suit, puts fake blood all over it, and protests outside the big, outside big of cat her fucking sanctuary. The hilarious thing is, remember how I said that he made 59 videos about Carol? 29 of them were about these fucking rabbits. Wow. That's either either like it's like oh i found like a thing to exploit or he actually cares about rap I, i'm gonna be honest here there's it's definitely the first thing it's definitely the okay. first thing yeah. but i'm, I'm yeah, gonna be yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna be i'm gonna be uh kind of vulnerable for a second one of the one of the genuinely weird things about me is that i really like rabbits um but i, I can never want to i just like when i see them out in the uh -huh. wild like it just makes me very happy um and yeah, like I was, it was, it was kind of distressing to hear about people holding bloody rabbits and smiling for the camera. Um, yeah, I know, I know yeah. how things eat. Um, I'm not, I'm not a naive about that, but I don't know. I could see like getting I would mad say about the rabbit thing. That I think that honestly, Carol's biggest thing is that she is very calculated of what she puts out. Right. And Joe yeah, puts and they make a big everything deal. out. 
yeah, they make a big deal about Carol set like being the first of the floor on uh, on online presence. But Joe was just fucking like stack it to the ceiling, right. maximum just, volume. <laughs> doesn't fucking matter what it is. Yeah, he's just a volume shooter. Content yeah. just like yeah. this show. Yeah. So so after okay, God, I guess we need to kind of intro. We need to introduce um, the lawyer, Josh Dial. Yeah. His campaign manager. Or campaign manager, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. At this point, we've been introduced to, and he's already started, I think he's already done with his presidential campaign, but this guy who was, like, right out of college and, like... He was working at uh, the ammo counter at Walmart. And and he was just this libertarian guy with a poli-sci degree who wanted to be in politics, and and Joe was the fucking libertarian candidate that he God, would work, ended up I working really, for for already really a year like and a half, guy. was it? <laughs> He's actually he's, he's he actually seems pretty cool. Again, he's one of uh, the people on the show that I feel is very genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless I mean, of his political views, he seems like somebody that kept Joe in check. No, I mean honestly like libertarian is less distressing to me than poli sci degree. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, he uh he he work and he describes the time as like the the worst year and a half or whatever amount of time it was of his life. Sure. Um, so he hated it. Yeah. But he still was there for a very dramatic moment. So this is where it gets dark. And this, the fact that this is captured, I mean, it is, but it's not. On film is very like, it, it, I, I think I remember sitting there just being like, what the fuck? So Travis. And it's one of the, it's one of the crazy moments in the show that, is actually that we don't have to wonder about because of that video and because uh, this guy was there because, yeah, otherwise you'd be like, there's no way there wasn't foul play involved in this. Yeah, like this is all caught on camera. You have the one of the most honest people in this show was sitting right there. So Travis um, had been for about six months to a year really just been pissed at Joe there's just footage of him Travis punching a trailer. Travis like unwilling the, husband. Yeah, he's the, the, pretty, yeah, the boy pretty boy husband. So yeah. um, he is sitting there talking to um, Josh, and he's off screen, and it's the security footage from the office. And so Josh is sitting there in an office chair facing the camera, but it's from above. And you see Travis kind of pacing back and forth, and then you see him sit down off camera. And I guess Travis's thing was always to point guns at people and be like, oh, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you. Well. Yeah. And the reminder, Travis is high all the fucking time. Yeah. And everybody on this compound is playing with guns constantly. Yeah. So, like, it's yeah. not that crazy to for the gun thing to come up, you know, just to it to be out. And, um, and all of a sudden, you just see a flash. And he killed himself. Damn. Right in front of Josh. On accident. Yeah. And it was, he said, I, I can't remember what the the uh, model of pistol he said it was, but he was like, it, won't, it doesn't have a clip in it. It won't fire without a clip in it, but it was a standard semi-automatic handgun. Right. And there Which was a bullet in the chamber. chamber. So he yeah. pulled to, yeah, to, to prove that it wasn't dangerous, he put it to his own fucking temple and pulled the trigger. 
and yeah, blew his brains out right in front of uh, of, of other dude. That is, and again, if it wasn't for the fact that this was all on camera, and you can like see this guy's reaction as it happens in real time, it, which is you'd be like, there's no there, way there wasn't fucking haunting. foul play. Right. His reaction is it's, haunting because it's just tr- yeah. it's just true like shock because yeah. he just sits oh, there yeah. like this and he's like. And then finally he goes over and he's like, Travis, Travis. And you see the panic set in. It's, it's haunting. So Jesus fucking Christ. Joe holds a funeral and he wears the priest outfit that he wears in the Carol music video. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you have it laying around. You might as well use it again. I, I Gives it. a eulogy at his. And I think at this point, John Finley's out of the picture. They don't really say when it's really hard to tell when he left. Yeah. But I think he was. They were yeah. they were married for so 11 John eventually, years. John eventually screwed the park secretary, got her pregnant, and they went off. And I think they nope. well, the baby was born. Baby I don't know was if born. Still together. He's engaged to somebody different than baby mama. Okay. But sure. Okay. Then came out and said, "I was never gay. I liked meth, and Joe was giving me meth." Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so probably very similar story with Travis. Yep. We Sounds can only. Like it. Speculate, but no. This is also when Joe adopts the name Maldonado. Yep. Because that's Travis's last name. Yep. What a fucking asshole. So then, at... So his birth name is is Swybogle or whatever. Swybogle. He starts going... He starts going by Joe Exotic because his real last name is terrible. Uh, And then when his uh, husband dramatically accidentally kills himself he adopts his last name so travis's mom is at this funeral and one of the fucking things that this guy says in his eulogy is literally talking about the fact that he rubbed his balls all in our faces for about 30 seconds just talks about how travis's balls were always out and everybody in the audience is either like yeah i get it or they're like, what the fuck? Then t- I was so desensitized. I remember that scene, but I was so desensitized at this point in the show that uh, it didn't even register that that was not an okay thing to say Absolutely. at a funeral. If he would have given a heartfelt eulogy, I would have been more confused. Okay, well, neither of you are allowed to speak at my funeral. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Like, do you want us to talk about your balls? Yeah. No, Jack always had I his don't. balls out all over everybody. I don't have my balls. I <laughs> almost never get my balls out. Please remember so, me as a man whose balls were almost universally contained. We are officially past the two hour oh my mark. God. But we're Jesus we are Christ. okay. We're get we're in the home stretch. We're getting there. Okay, because we're about yeah, how does to all of this introduce. I, please, please actually our, tell a story now. Please, this is our last new main character. I think that's going to come Stop. in. No, there's so Joe is in bad shape. Tell the story. There's two: Jeff there's two. and Dylan. Oh, that's right, Dylan. Okay, Dylan's so a teeny uh, Joe is in bad shape. Joe has Joe is getting his ass kicked in court by Carol. He lost he needs his a knight. government race. He needs he needs a savior. He needs a knight in affliction branded armor. Sure. In a red Ferrari. Enter, enter Jeff Lowe. Oh god. Jeff and Lauren Jeff Lowe. Looks, Jeff looks 
um I, like everything that he wears legitimately is like affliction branded motorcycle gear sure he is never shown riding a motorcycle at any point in the show he wears uh almost as a uniform the uh bandana under baseball cap look that's like this sure. far above his head um, too yeah yeah he has that same thing that like charlie kirk has where it looks like his face is too small for his face Right. Like the middle of his face yeah, is yeah, too yeah. small yeah, for the rest of his shrunk, face. It doesn't somebody fit. used Photoshop to shrink the features of his face. And he's just got yeah, a lot. But of, just by like, just like yeah. 85%. He's got a lot of real estate on his face. Yes. Yeah. Um, but so Jeff is a businessman. Now our girl, Seth, she recognizes that he is a businessman. Sure. From his appearance, which again is head to toe affliction branded. Yeah, motorcycle that's a, gear. It's an Oklahoma tuxedo. And she says this line <laughs> and I just I don't under, I don't know what this meant to her when she said it, but she said he looks like he's been through the business world a couple times. Okay. He looks like he's been through the business world a couple times. Yep. So Side note. Do you want to know what about does she the business think the that he does? business world is? I think she literally thinks that somebody told her he was rich and therefore he's business. This is but him. He does look like he's been through the business world a couple times. She's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that, and he, he has that a very beautiful gonna, wife. I'm, Jesus. And she's much younger. You don't say. Yeah, he's he's doing a uh, he's doing you know a slightly a slight moderation on um, Kevin on Kevin's uh, tiger harem uh, scenario where he and his wife like to sneak tiger cubs and exotic cat cubs into their hotel rooms in Las Vegas casinos and then charge attractive women to come up to their. Uh, casino room and pet the cats and then also they orgy with those women anyway this guy this guy talked Joe into signing the zoo over to Jeff oh my god we have two what we am have I doing three more characters in my life because we got to we got to talk about Alan and James <clears throat> Okay, all right, hang on. But I swear to God, um, we are in the I, I gotta, home stretch. I don't. We're in the home stretch. This seems. <laughs> this is this is Sisyphean. They do they do orgies. Um, I want to just give you one little quote uh, from Jeff to give you an idea of the kind of fella he is. This is what he had to say about how effective it is to use exotic animals. Uh, to get attractive women to come back to your hotel room to have orgies with you and your wife. What he said was, a little bit of pussy gets you a lot of pussy. Matching tattoos, that's happening. Mm-hmm. I was going to go all t-shirt, but like, fuck it, yeah, why not? <laughs> We're all going to die when that Yellowstone thing blows up anyway, who cares? Which means we um, need to get those so- tattoos soon, because that's going to happen, like, next week. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> the timing within the show gets a little bit confusing here because they kind of reveal the fact that Joe basically steals the zoo, but then they go back to kind of showing us how, like the, the whole time in between when Jeff shows up and starts working with Joe 
and then eventually uh, ousts Joe from his own zoo. But that's the microcosm of it, is that he worked there for a little while, um, eventually ousted Joe, and He's just um, the... and took over. I was going to say the world's greatest con man, but immediately I realized it's this show's greatest con man. Honestly, I think that Kevin is the greatest con man on this show. You know what? I th- Although, I mean, he's more of a cult leader who, who, who dabbles in conning, but... Um, because he's just Jeff's con. I don't know. It's so transparent. It's the classic: show up, tell everybody you're rich, act like you're rich, act like you know everything. Rent a mansion and, and pretend find... you own it. Yeah, literally, he rents a mansion. Sure. To have Joe over when he first meets him. Um. So. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. His handyman, Alan Glover. Who is, in a, brother. Who, <laughs> who is in a bathtub for at least half of the interviews, giving himself a bath. I like that's true. I like to take a bath. Sometimes. He chose he chose to be interviewed in the tub in denim shorts. Mm-hmm. So this guy, mm-hmm. this oh, is boy. Jeff's longtime handyman, like longtime reliable through and through. Um, come to him he had come he had come to the zoo like during that period when jeff when joe was still there uh jeff kind of starts bringing in people that he knows from other cons basically con jobs that he's pulled um and booting out people who were already at the zoo just kind of like putting his own people into place he and Um, joe hate each other and it is hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just constantly them on the radio and then them get, I'm going to fucking kill that guy. It's so funny. Oh. Yeah. Um, Every single day, Joe tells, uh, Joe tells him to do something and he doesn't want to do it. And he says no. And then he gets pissed off and then he calls Jeff. Uh, and he's like, he won't fucking do what I told him to do. And Jeff's like, he doesn't work for you. He works for me every day, every day, every day. Oh, that sounds unfortunately familiar. So we're going to introduce another character that this guy. I love the fact that they did not give us his name or any context when he was actually first introduced because he's in the opening sequence. Uh, and he's just sitting there, uh, in his like in his red shirt and everything with the, with the, the with this hair and he and, and he's like you know the pe- people are into all kinds of weird stuff but those exotic those big cat people are are, are uh, what do you say backstabbing pieces of shit yes we're talking about and it takes james garretson who uh looks like a cranberry or a chucky doll that's human sized or yeah a ch- fat chucky doll or a human-sized cranberry. Okay. Um, best and is a strip club owner. Best scene, which we'll get to. <laughs> <laughs> strip club owner. We stop saying which owner. we'll get to when we're two hours and fifteen minutes into this. We are. Just we are, land we the are, fucking plane. So we're, we're almost so close. there. I don't now believe there is, you. Now there is only one more character. I promise. So I'm not even James, trying to riff anymore. I just want this to be over. So James Garretson. <laughs> Somehow, I guess he was helping with financing things. Who knows? Fast forward. My favorite, my favorite thing about James's involvement is that he apparently owns a pizza shop with Jeff, and they started using meat 
that came off of the Walmart truck that was supposed to go to the Tigers. They're taking meat off the Walmart <laughs> truck and using it to make pizzas and then selling yep. it to people. That happened. So they're interviewing like James, right? I, I'm into it, actually. <laughs> they're interviewing James. And I can't figure out what kind of store he owns and operates. There are ceilings fans. There's a lemur in a cage. Uh, there's toys. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah, it's Come a, to it's find a... out, he's a USDA slash fishing wildlife informant on Joe. Wait, he is? Yeah. He was the informant that told... Okay, I admit... The... Fuck, okay, I, I forgot. Oh, no, marks? okay, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. I didn't, I, what's that? I guess yep. I guess oh. I kind of think that's good that USDA is narcs, but it's also like, what the fuck? Well, sorry, yeah, they weren't stopping these guys until now right. because somebody put a hit on Carol Baskins. So they had to track back. So James Garrettson becomes the informant, finds out, that Joe offered Alan, the bathtub guy, $3,000 to go to Tampa and snipe Carol Baskins from a bike path outside of the like sanctuary. Okay. But then they go through this whole thing, and it sounds like Jeff definitely had the idea, was the one who pulled up Google Maps, because she would post videos of herself like cycling from her house to the, to, to the sanctuary. Um, and Jeff was like, yeah, if you were just hiding behind a tree literally right along this path, you could just stand there like it's easily accessible. You could be standing right there, shoot her ass off the bike, and then get right in your car and leave, and nobody would fucking know. Um, and Joe is there when that conversation is happening, but it seems like it was Jeff's idea. Okay. And also... Uh, Jeff and uh, Alan fucking hate each other. I mean, Joe and Alan fucking hate each other. So there's no reason Joe would go to Alan to do the murder yeah. if it were not for the fact. So the whole thing was Jeff and Alan setting up Joe to like basically goad him into hiring Alan to hire Carol so that they could then get him busted and get him arrested. So that's what Joe originally got arrested for. So the best part about all of this the reason that James became an informant was to avoid any altercation or legal action on the fact that he owns a lemur. Okay. He basically said, will it get There's me out of so this and points to the lemur cage. That, like, like it, this, the, the driving thing for every fucking incident in this entire thing is just, we put exotic animals in the like, most South, unnatural habitat like the in, into texas and oklahoma like that's so, really what it comes down to they make a point that says there are four thousand captive tigers i think is what they say in america and there are two thousand in the wild in the world yeah there's more there are more right. tigers in uh, i learned this from robert evans um there are more tigers in texas in captivity than there are in the wild yep yeah so Which, which seems like it should be easier to fix than it apparently is. Yeah, so, it does. Alan, Alan takes this $3,000, and instead of going to Tampa, he goes to South Carolina and spends it on cocaine and strippers. He sure. claims yeah. he never intended to go there. There's audio recording of him saying that he wasn't going to. I also want to say that during and we like the the timeline is really messed up at this point. So we've talked about first he ran for president, 
Uh, and then he ran for governor. He was in a parade during this point. This also overlaps with when Travis died. Uh, and there's a part that seems like very heavily played up where it's like Travis died just before Thanksgiving and he makes this big community dinner, Thanksgiving dinner for people. Um, and that's where he got the money. So there's a shot early on of him like opening up all the food and greeting all these people for Thanksgiving dinner. And then he's outside and he's like barely holding back tears because Travis has just died. Later on, we find out that he charged t that he sold tickets for that dinner, which is fine, whatever. Uh, but that dinner specifically is where he got the $3,000 that he gave Alan to go down to Florida and shoot Carol. Yep. Okay. That's the first thing that I want to say. And two, so he's very, very broken up about Travis. He has taken Travis's last name, but obviously he has to move on with his life. Yeah, So of he's going to go out on a date. You wouldn't want to let your grief actually change any of your behaviors in any way. No. Um, no, 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 definitely not. Yeah. <clears throat> but so his date outfit, he's, he's walking around the house talking about how it's his first day, date since Travis died. Um, and he's wearing a fringe vest because of course he is mm -hmm. um and then he's like looking through his jackets on the wall uh and trying to pick out a jacket to wear over his fringe vest and he picks out a fringe jacket and i'm just like you uh you double fringe and motherfucker it's like steve Only bannon you. wearing Only like three collared shirts at the same time <laughs> <laughs> um i like it actually i think so, it's brave um so he goes out let's introduce dylan right he goes on a date with this guy two months this is two months after the funeral he, they're married. They're married two they months. Married two they're married two months after the funeral. And guess who it so got invited day, to it, the wedding? Who was one of guess, three guess, guess, guests? Yeah, guess. Guess, guess who it was. Let me check my flow chart. <laughs> uh, Travis's mom. Was it yeah, I was going to say, that might actually be on the flow chart. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Go, go on. Joe invited the mother of his two months dead husband to his remarriage. So it was Joe and Dylan. The same mother that was presumably at the funeral where he talked about his dead husband's balls yep. two months ago. Yes, that mother. So it was uh, him and Dylan, and then it was Dylan's mom, and then it was Travis's mom. There were four people at the ceremony. And then he never spoke to Travis's mom again because he posted a picture about it on social media. <sighs> so. Joe's so, in a parade. Yep. So if Joe I can make got, like one more I serious point on this. Um, we've had a lot of fun um, clowning on people from the South tonight. And uh, they deserve it. But I do want to point mm -hmm. out that like all of the most ridiculous people uh, in this story have money. They're not working people from the South. And I think that's important to remember. Yeah. That is true. Very true. So, um, anyway, I'm done with guess my how serious much, points now. Guess what percentage of the uh, state gubernatorial races vote? What percentage of the vote did Joe Exotic get this is, when he ran? This for is governor? tricky, though, because it was the primary. Oh, it was? Yeah. They don't so say ran, that. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on the limb and say it. he ran in the Republican primary. Um, well, he ran as, yeah, so he ran as a libertarian. Okay. I thought he was an actual candidate, which no. makes it much more dramatic. Yeah. Never mind. Because I kept seeing those memes, and I was like, there's no way. 
Yeah, he no, got like 19% even, even, of, the, of the primary vote. Yeah, that's... But I don't mean to be like a buzzkill. Like, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> um, All right. So, so, I think we should end this on the most epic scene from this entire docu-series, which is James Garrett's, I'm, I'm, Garrettson. Are you done, Leo? Oh, not at all. Oh, no. Pages of notes. I was trying to wrap it up. I mean, I can go through these. I can I can go through these uh, really quickly and just tell me if you think. So at this point, um, Joe is under federal investigation and Jeff is forcing him out. Joe eventually uh, gets forced out. He gets arrested. His original arrest is for um, the the attempted uh, murder for hire uh, of Carol. After he gets arrested, they're examining the, the, the premises and they find uh, tiger bones, and he's accused of five counts of, of animal cruelty. Um, so I think he's uh, got like 70-something years because he's found guilty on all counts, and very quickly. Okay. Um, uh, oh, there's where the, the, the strip club owner guy became a witness. Um, yeah, I got it. The, the, the timeline became, becomes hard to, to follow here. Which, uh, um, let me so hold Jeff, on. Speaking of tiger bones, when we were, or which, which character of cub breeders was it Kevin that was like, when the cubs got to like six months, he would just kill them? I don't think he said that, but that's basically, that, that's what's implied. So that's that the, the problem with the, with the petting and the excess production of these animals is that they're good for uh for petting they're safe they're safe enough uh up until they're what is it like 16 weeks or something yeah. like that right and then you um, have a juvenile tiger to deal with which is yeah. a yeah. problem so by the time yeah. they're 16 weeks old they can take off a finger so you've got to either sell them to somebody which nobody really wants them um and you don't need that many adult tigers even if you run a fucking exotic animal park um so they get rid of them and so there were there's accusations of joe having uh shot several of, of his tigers and eventually accusations of kevin having uh euthanized uh his tigers and having a, a, a crematorium on his property right and that's what kevin was introduced uh, was was investigated for his property was apparently raided back in december um after they had finished shooting all of this stuff so there's still a possibility so you can't jail behind you some can't of euthanize them then like um, is that they both use you can, they both use the word euthanasia. You can he, oh, no, but, oh, but I mean like have used a gas, but it's chamber. illegal or whatever. Like they're they're getting investigated. Oh, for you can't get a vet to do it. Well, well I think yeah, the way but, that it's it depends right. on the way you do it. I don't think you can put a bullet in their brain and it not be animal abuse. I think you can okay. put them to sleep, but it also I think has to be administered by a veterinary professional. Yeah, no vet would ever yeah, do exactly. that. Yeah, there's no vets. There is no veterinarian or anyone in the medical profession interviewed. Yeah, I can't help but notice you never introduced a vet character. In this whole yeah, I'm sure that they were yeah. all just like, no, we don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, even the ones, like, probably at some point, like, some of the ones, like, there were probably vets that worked with these fucking weirdos. Um, but they had the good sense to be like, yeah, we will not sign a waiver to appear in this Yeah, well, we see... Like, uh, and I think one of the things that comes up in court is about one of his guys. Um, may, I can't remember if it's uh, Eric, but uh, like st stitching up a wound on a tiger or something like that. 
uh, something that he's definitely not qualified to do. Another uh, thing that I just found in my notes is that at one point Carol says that if she did get murdered, that she thinks that it would uh, do a lot for the movement, would really raise awareness if she did get murdered. She's basically trying to be a martyr. So all in all, I think it would be a good thing is what she says, and I agree. Yeah. It would be a good thing if Carol Baskin got murdered. <laughs> I, I still don't... I guess quite understand why everybody hates her so much. I think you have to watch the show to. I think I do have to watch the show because I'm, I'm actually coming out of this with more questions than I had. Um, We're trying to get you answers, man. But no, I know. But I really there's don't, no podcast I, long enough. Nothing for that. you've told me. Do you really? Do you guys want to know? Like, everybody hates her so much. Do you guys want to know the moment when I landed on the name Howard the Cock? Yes. Sure. It was after Joe's uh, Joe was uh, found guilty, and they're celebrating. And Howard I know what you're says, say. "I know what you're going to say." Once again, with regard to uh, the the incarceration and uh, and guilty verdict against a man who has been threatening his wife's life for an extended period of time, Howard Baskin said, and I quote, "That was definitely a champagne and brie evening." <laughs> Can we talk about the brand of champagne just very quickly? I really like Howard. <laughs> I didn't notice. Okay. You get two. Each of you gets one guess of what the brand of champagne was. Was it like Rotary California? I'm not even going to get that specific. That, it's You get one guess. It's Osti Spumante. Nope. Is it, it's not Vouv Clicquot. No, it's uh, Cook's. Jesus oh, fuck was it? Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh you fucking douchebag howard yeah i saw that okay. and i just started dying i was like oh god are you ready for a twist presumably these people have money why are they drinking well i know where they're drinking cooks because that tastes <sighs> who good knows because they're florida swamp okay. people yeah joe is in jail he's got a new ally in his attempt to get justice for the man who stole his zoo from him. It's fucking PETA. He teams up with people for the ethical treatment of animals. Tag team back again. Check it effects. You know, the people he, he tried to blame for burning down his alligator habitat slash yeah. recording studio. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The ones he's physically threatened. The only people he could have possibly threatened as much as he's threatened Carol Baskin. Well, knowing what fucking I, PETA. Knowing what I know about PETA, they're obviously there because they smell just the slightest whiff of publicity. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Um, so he starts trying to get uh, uh oh, this is my last page. Good. Um so yeah, so he's he starts trying to, to, to get Jeff busted. In the meantime, Jeff teamed up with Woody Harrelson and they were going to move the zoo. But then Jeff wasn't fucking doing anything because Jeff doesn't do anything. He just takes advantage of people and steals their money. Um, so Woody Harrelson eventually fucked off back to, uh, to Illinois or wherever the hell he was from. Um, also, another plot twist. Oh. Shaq visited this uh, Joe Exotic's zoo. Oh, yeah. Shaq has at least two tigers that he procured from Joe Exotic. Sure. That that tracks. Also, Shaq calls him Exotic Joe. Yeah, but I thought that was <laughs> fucking hysterical. <laughs> um, 
my last note uh, is about John's tattoo. Yes. Okay. So as we discussed, John has a tattoo above his no-no that says uh, privately owned by Joe Exotic. Oh, right. He's he moved that on from up. that situation. Yep. Uh-huh. He gets it covered up. Do you want to guess what it, what it is that he gets it covered up I with? I don't even know how to begin to guess that. One guess. It's an animal. It's a bull's head. Oh. Oh, it's a tiger. No. Wait, what? No. Bullhead. Bullhead. It's a bullhead. A bull. Yeah. Do Above you want to guess? Above his peep. Do you want to guess whether or not the new tattoo completely covers the old tattoo? I'll go with no. No, it does not. <laughs> it My does associate. not. You still see. Like, <laughs> My associate oh. kind of telegraphed that in the chat, like shaking her head like Sorry. a fucking maniac. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's... here's... So he's got a giant... <laughs> got a, a bullhead right above his no-no that just has a couple of words poking out on either side of it or a couple of letters well, at least he's reclaimed his dignity so oh. um i'm going to send you guys the scene from that i want like to leave this discussion on because it's the most rad scene in cinematic history okay I sent it to your phones Tiger King jet ski scene hell <laughs> fucking yeah alright well so oh my god yeah before before we do this we need to like have some concluding uh, rhetoric uh, so I have learned less than nothing I have come out of this dumber than I was before um, I understand the Tiger King memes less and I think I'm just going to have to watch the show but Thank this God. was a good way to kill two and a half hours while we that's true wait out I'm I'm whatever <clears throat> uh, Shelby how, how how do you feel about uh, your uh, about your experience uh, this evening <clears throat> telling the story to Jack my experience was phenomenal I mean I'm not sure if it was just that I've been lacking social contact so like so much that this is just so great. Mm -hmm. But I really honestly feel in my heart of hearts that it is. Um, I feel like I've enlightened one of my best friends. It was Even nice talking he... to both of you. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay that. I just wish we could have talked about anything else. Well, but more so I'm excited that he just said the words, I think I'm going to have to watch it. Oh, I always intended to watch it. I just wanted to do this first. And that was a mistake, I feel like. Um, Not for me. This was good. I had two and a half okay. hours to talk about something because <laughs> Drew will not listen to me talk about this anymore. Yeah, that's this, fair, this, actually. This morning, I think he said the words to me, um, something along the lines of, I don't get it. I don't get why you think this is so funny. Leo, concluding thoughts. My my fiance does not seem to to get it either. Um, but I'm proud of all of us. Um, I'm proud of us for making an unreasonably long episode of a podcast, which that's an important milestone for a podcast. That's true. Is Every podcast make... is eventually going to hit their like. Wait, they dropped a three hour episode. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, just an oppressively and, long deep dive yeah. into a stupid I subject. Like, I feel like we were ready for it exist. now. Um, yeah. You know. I'm glad I could be here to see you guys through it. Um, I'm also I, I I'm also proud of the, of whoever's listened this long. <laughs> um, yeah, listeners, viewers, I am proud of you. Yeah, yeah. you're the real. Uh, I'm proud MVP. of you if you if you, you're the knights of if faith. You actually, if you actually listen to the show because you like Star Trek and you don't know us personally, and then you found out that we did a fucking Tiger Show show, and you still decided to listen, and you're and you're here now listening to us two and a half hours into this fucking thing thank you thank you for doing tweet that. at me i will us. I, I will legitimately is, like do something for you yeah i don't know what but you, you, some. Can, you can reach jack uh on on twitter.com at who is jack gun you can reach me at leal like neil you can email us uh star trek sucks pod at gmail.com you can follow us on instagram at star trek sucks that's it. We're done. All it's right. over. We're gonna goodbye. Okay, wait. Listen to the po- listen to the, the jet, jet ski, ski or watch scene. the jet ski scene. We're doing that off air. Okay. okay. Just know that it's the best part of the docu series. Okay.